What's going on? I'm Tyler, and I'm a responsible man. I'm Kylie. I'm also a responsible man. This is a Responsible Men podcast. It's a show where Kylie and I discuss things responsibly as men. And I think it's been like a year since we did one of these. <laughs> it has. Oh. We've always had good ideas for them. We just haven't uh, executed yeah, well, it them yet. would be a good idea? <laughs> this. Maybe we'll never do it. But alas, uh, no Fortress of Comitude this week due to uh, health <laughs> yeah, due to health, health. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided, fuck, let's do a responsible man. So we came up with a topic on the fly, and we're gonna do uh, top ten concerts you've seen or performances you've seen. I guess I don't know how you how we want to word this, well, but do do concert because it's performances. We I could have added some stuff, so it's it's concerts. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the way I constructed <laughs> my list was performances. Okay, so Fair like enough. when I, when I. When I'm naming the con- when I'm naming the the concerts, it's it's this specific band's performance at this concert. Oh yeah, no, I mean that's that's okay. it. Yeah, the, okay. that particular show. I'm yes. not I'm not counting like no, I'm like when you say performance, I'm like that could be a comedian. That could oh be oh no no, I'm just saying like, I'm not counting in like the op- the the other bands that perform. There are with two them. on here that I'm like it is it was the double bill. Oh, that's okay. the reason you know that's yeah. Oh, okay. But but yeah, it, it I try is. to look at each one in a vacuum. Gotcha. Um. Do you have any? Do you have any doubles? Any repeats? Oh yeah, I've got two. I got. Two I got repeats. one. I got one. One band that's on here twice. Right. Technically, I guess you could say three repeats, but eh, okay. it's a, it's a technicality. Um, Kylie brought up a good point earlier when we were making these lists that uh, this will be good because there's definitely going to be no crossover on these lists yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, Kylie and I like a lot of the same music, but we also don't like a lot of the same music. That and our and, age difference is pretty huge. So like you've seen i've seen a lot of crap that you probably have not seen and right um and i think as we get into this list you'll see kind of my my very vast variety <laughs> of of music that i like because there's there's a little bit of all kinds of things on here it's not uh one genre by any means okay. so um do you want to go first um, oh, sure, I'll go first all right so this is our top 10 concerts you've top ever seen 10. in your fucking life my number ten is uh, I call it, I wrote down here Van Hagar, but it's it's Van Halen for the Balance Tour. Okay. This was September nineteenth of nineteen ninety five. There was nothing spectacular about this show. It was just I mean, there wasn't like visuals or anything. It was just these guys on stage rocking their balls off. My ears like my ears rang for. Days after the show, I've had ears ring afterwards, but like right. for days after this show, and it was, oh, yeah. it was. Nineteen ninety five. You would have been what? Oh my god! I graduated in ninety two. Okay, so you'd have been twenty. Probably about twenty. Yeah. Okay. Van Hagar. Yeah, that was. Uh, it was Sammy good. Hagar had the pipes, man. Oh yeah, and uh, and I've seen. So I've seen that. I've seen the Balance Tour, which I and I love that album, um, and I did get to see. When they got back with David Lee Roth, their last tour. But you know what? I, I respect David Lee Roth. I enjoy that stuff, but I always go towards Sammy. Oh, you're a Hagar guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. I like them both. Don't get me wrong. Right. It, it took me years to really start to really enjoy the David Lee Roth stuff. I like it all. They're, they're almost like a different band they are with Sammy different. Hagar. They, so they it, it's almost really hard to compare them because, yeah, they, they sound so different. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, that was my that's my ten. You even have the date and everything. Oh you yeah, s- you no, I went through. There's there's certain ones that I have the set list pulled up because there's 
certain shit that I want to talk about when we hit those. But that's like when I'm hitting. Is there the like a specific moment from that show that you remember, or a certain song, or anything that like stands out to you? Like when they uh, don't, did don't this. tell me what love can do is my favorite one from that album and it really got a lot of radio play when they hit it as a single and then it just kind of went away mm-hmm. and it just has that loud like it, it just yeah. kind of rocked hard at the beginning when that when they started to play that it was that was the yeah. i always love with van hagar i always love uh dreams i love it oh, yeah, the yeah. second that song starts man <laughs> you just can't you just can't help but like crank the do 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 oh isn't that in one of the power rangers movies it is okay <laughs> pretty sure that's where i heard it from for the first time right it's on. like it's like the end of the movie oh okay. yeah it's very uplifting <laughs> yeah all nice. right um my number 10 um i had to put it number 10 because of all the concerts I've been to this. This is probably the one I, I got personal enjoyment out of the least, but it it left such an impact on me that I had to put it on here, and so my number ten is a pretty recent one. That was Garth Brooks. Okay, from last summer, last, last the stadium year, yeah. tour, twenty twenty one, and again, that wasn't Salt Lake his opening? Show? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was the it was the first show, and then oh. he only did like one or two. Like they, they he only got a couple of dates in before they had to cancel it. No COVID. shit. Yeah, okay. So yeah. It, it, it they didn't do very many. Um, so I talked about this show on a Fortress of Comic Two episode a while back. But if you didn't hear that, um, you should know that I'm not a country music fan at all. I'm not a Garth Brooks fan at all. Um, I knew two songs that he sang the whole night out of the whole set list. Two of them, I'm like, okay, I know this song. Hmm. Um. I went because my dad had won tickets and really wanted to go, and my mom had just passed away a few months earlier, so it was like, okay, I'm going to go with him, because it was a free ticket, and I was like, all right, he didn't really have anybody else to go with, and uh, I'd never been to a concert that big before. This was in a, uh, a big stadium we have here in that Salt Lake. right? Yeah, yeah. 55,000 people. I'd never been to a show like that before. Um you know, I, you saw and it holds like 20,000 people, yeah. right? Um, so, I mean, this was just a massive show. It was so loud. And I've just never, I don't know if I've ever seen an artist in my life that just like had a crowd of people in the palm of his hand the way that he did. Like, he just, like, commanded the stage is almost like an understatement. This guy was like large and in charge. <laughs> like, and it, just, had, it had been quite a while since he had toured too hadn't yeah, it? Yeah I think so. It'd been, it'd been yeah. some years. And like man for I don't know how old he has to be but like that guy was fucking running all over the place and <laughs> jumping around and shit and it was just like the entrance man he comes up out of the stage like Michael Jackson and shit and Smoke. And- yeah like comes out of the stage singing he's got like this little Britney yeah, Spears microphone yeah, and shit he's, always, he's always had that. Yeah and he's fucking singing and shit and then like this little hole next to him in the stage opens up and a guitar shoots out of it and then he grabs it and puts it on and shit and I was like he just looked like he he took the stage like he's the biggest country artist of all time right. like, like he presented himself you know that way not in a in a like head up your ass kind of way, but it was just like when you saw him, like he's the king. And he he had no opening act. Music. It was just Garth. Brooks, it was just right? him. Yeah. yeah, he didn't need one. No, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and like fifty five thousand people knowing every single word to every song other than me. I'm sure <laughs> I Got like, Friends was oh, like, yeah. you, oh. that's all you'd heard was the crowd and, singing and like, that, I'm That's sure. almost an experience in itself to be in a stadium. The, the only downfall with that is that they 
play the concert at Rice Eccles, for those of you who don't know, is up at the University of Utah. So it's on a college campus, so they couldn't sell alcohol. So it's like, you got all these people singing Friends in the places. They can't sell beer. No one's got beer. Everybody <laughs> pre-gamed before the concert, oh, but there's I'm no sure, alcohol yeah. consumption at the show unless you've snuck it in, which I'm sure people did. But that was almost an experience in itself, just to be there in a in that live setting hearing that song live because it is like the drunk country anthem oh yeah um and just yeah the more i got i get away from that show i really just it's one that i know i'm just gonna remember for a long time because the experience that it was it was like wow he's he is like a showman in every sense of the word that where you just like you got to respect it at least where like and again it wasn't like i left that Con- since in the you know eight months since that concert i'm not like i listened to garth brooks i went and got his albums the next day i haven't listened to him one time but <laughs> but it, I'll, I'll just i'll always remember that that like man this dude just came out and was like i am the shit and everyone was like yes you are the shit nice. <laughs> so i don't know I, I i got a lot of respect for garth brooks he's like i say just a just a pure entertainer yeah, right so on. that's my number 10 nice uh, I do want to preface this list as we we did this like a couple hours ago. This we uh, we pulled this. This list was thrown out. together. Yeah. yeah, this was very thrown together. Uh, somewhere in my if house, we did this again in a month. My list would probably. Be, oh yeah, it'd be, be very different. different. I, I, somewhere in my house, I have a collection of all the ticket stubs of all the concerts I've ever been to, and I wish I could sit down. I, I remember one time going through and like there there were some years there where. I, I drank pretty heavy. I, mm-hmm. I, I was probably a pretty good alcoholic. But. And I don't remember a lot of those years. So there, I'll look through those every now and then when I find that box, I'll look through it and I'm like, I don't remember that show. I don't remember that show. Oh my God, I went to this show? Holy shit, I don't remember that. So yeah, they're, 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 the list would be different if I could probably remember some of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. What's your number nine? My number nine is I got to actually see Pink Floyd on their final tour for the Division Bell Tour, June 18th, 1994 at Mile High Stadium in Denver. Oh, there you go. The um, old Mile High Stadium. Yeah, yep. The yeah. old Mile High Stadium. The original Mile High Stadium. Um, which I think seats, I, used to, I think it's at like 60,000 people huge. It was so. huge. That, that mean, place was it, huge. It, it is compared, but not like the one they built now. It's because, probably much bigger. Because it was, yeah, because the, the original Mile High was built in like the 60s. Yeah. And so the one they play in now seats 80,000 people. So I, I, it's got to be a good step up of what that original stadium was. I bet that other one was like 55 to 60. Okay. Which, I mean, that's still a shit ton of people. Oh, yeah. This was this was around the time of like the anniversary of Dark Side And... Um, it wasn't our tour. It was probably, it was probably within that week. It was, it was just shows after I'd seen it that the second half of the show, they started playing dark side of the moon in its entirety. So I missed that, but I did get to see stuff that, you know, for the, those early shows that they did, they had a whole second act that wasn't dark side of the moon. Mm. And it was pretty cool. They did a version of money, that they have this sound, they have the sound system. It's like you can control the sound with a joystick. So you can like, I want the sound to go over here and back here mm-hmm. and they can kind of make it move through okay, the stadium cool. as they want to. And like when you're, they just had this extended thing with the cash register and the change and stuff just kind of bouncing everywhere. Um, I have to imagine visually a Pink Floyd show. Oh yeah. This, lots of lasers. Lots we of were all kinds real, of crazy we were, shit. I can't remember what row we were. We were on the, we were like probably 10 or 12 rows back from the front. So we were really close to the stage which i mean for a pink floyd show excuse me that would have been that's a little too close i think because there's so much stuff to see from a distance because the the whole state i mean they've got so much going on Mm 
Um, but I remember at the end, um, when they were doing comfortably numb, they, they were pumping out so much fog. This is an outdoor arena. So they're pumping out so much fog. You, you, you know, you, you can't see anything. Right. And I could hear some machinery behind me. And I'm like, what is that? Just like this hydraulic noise. Right. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And it's getting up to the point where it, you know, David Gilmore's doing his big solo at the end. And what was what was going on? And the comfortably numb solo is oh, it's, it's, is incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of the best ones. Probably um, only outbeaten by like "Wish You Were Here." Probably right. No, yeah, I would no comfortably numb no. would, would think, be it. For, for me. Okay, for me, it would. Okay. Uh, but what was going on was this gigantic mirror ball was being raised up. And then, like when he's hit, when he hits that high note, like all these lasers hit it, and it's spinning around, and it's just oh, just shit, lighting yeah. up the whole stadium. And it was, it was pretty sweet. I had to beg to get a, a ticket. That was Ugh. that was the year that the Rolling Stones came to Rice Eccles Stadium, um, and I'm sure they'd been to Utah way back in the day. But like, you know, that was a big show to to come up to to do mm. the the stadium. And those tickets, I can't remember the the price of those. Those were hundreds of dollars for the Rolling right. Stones. I had, I mean, I paid scout prices for my ticket, but my, the the price on my ticket was like forty five bucks. Yeah, right. for a pink, and that was so close, like VIP seats and everything. I'm like, okay, huh. <laughs> back in ninety four or whatever. You said, yeah, like, ninety four. Yeah. Yep. Kind of crazy. Holy oh shit. yeah. All right, Pink Floyd. I imagine they'll be one of the ones that'll come, be coming back around, or at least in some form, on your list. If I had to guess, mm, in some form. Uh, my number nine is uh, Lamb of God. So we go from Garth Brooks to uh, <laughs> to uh, modern American speed metal. Let um, and uh, this is the this is the band that's on here twice. We'll get to the other oh, one shit. that's okay. on here later, but um, this show. My number nine is on their Resolution tour, which was their album that came out in 2012. Um, and so I believe this concert was in 2013. Um, this this show was awesome because it was more... I've seen Lamb of God three times. And um, of all the of all the times, this was the most kind of like stripped down. And I don't mean stripped where, down. Where was it at? It was at uh, In the Venue. Oh, I fucking downtown. love that place. Yeah. Right. Nice. Um, and so, like, I don't mean stripped down as like acoustic, obviously, but just not so much the bells and whistles and everything. And uh, it was really cool because I got to play there uh, when I was in uh, my band in high school. So it was really cool because like they were like our gods, you know, for a long time. And getting to go see and like that when we played there, that was before this show. So it was like holy shit, like we were we played here. And so like when you see like Lamb of God up there, like dude, we were up there. Nice. It it was really cool. Um and yeah, there just there wasn't a whole lot of like production necessary. They just like came in and fucking tore the place down and left, dude. Well, that's it, a that's a nice little venue to see a show. It, I love the shows I've seen there. I've, I've loved that. The, yeah, the sound in there is actually really good for yeah. like just a building. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's there anymore. I mean, I think the building's <sighs> there. Good? I don't think they they do shows. Oh, that's there. a bummer. Yeah. That's really a bummer. I think they of... basically moved down the street to like the complex and crap uh, now. So. The complex is weird because you got like two stage. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, no, uh, I, I I've gotcha. only been there once, but uh, Lamb of God. Yeah, it was awesome that show. Because yeah, there's not a bad place in there. The place only holds like two, three thousand people. It's not you know, 
Does it hold uh, that many? I think, yeah, I think it's like okay. 2,000 people. Maybe it caps at 2,000 people. Uh, not a gigantic fucking place. Yeah, true. By any means. And, you know, it's a it's a metal show. The mosh pits are going like crazy and stuff. And it was just awesome, man. They just came in, fucked shit up, and left. And that was a show that I just remember because it was like... Compared to the other times I'd seen them, it was the big, gigantic show. And just to get to see them kind of like... Mm-hmm. It almost felt like taking a trip back in time to like what if we could have saw lamb of god you know like when they were kind of first starting out locally maybe that's what it kind of felt like so was this one of the first times you'd seen them no was this, this is the second time I okay saw and them. this is the first time though in the venue in they, the venue. they've been that's to the bigger places I've seen before them yeah okay yeah all three places all three times i've seen them they were in different places okay interesting so, we but, saw um you're familiar with the band muse mm-hmm. where they're they are they are the they play the stadiums and stuff now. I saw them in the venue That's when it crazy. was just the the three guys. And, yeah, you know, back when they were good. Back when they were good. <laughs> um, <clears throat> another quick in the venue story was uh, Queens of the Stone Age was coming. Um, I can't remember if I had tickets already. I want to say I probably did. Um, Aaron worked at the comic shop and one of the, one of our regulars was a, a DJ, a weekend DJ at X96, um, really good friends with him. And, uh, she got talking to him and she's like, Oh yeah, we're going to go see this show. And he's like, Oh, what show? It's like, oh, it's Queens of the Stone Age. He, he really likes Queens of the Stone Age. Um, and, uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to forego this story because I realized this particular show is on my list. Oh, okay. I, I've seen the Queens of the <laughs> there a couple of times. Right. So we'll, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll get back to that L- one last a little bit. quick thing with Lamb of God was uh, a lot of people know that uh, Randy Blythe, the singer from Lamb of God, there was a whole thing with him where he got put away in a Prague prison. Mm-hmm. And this, this show was maybe a month before that. Oh. Right before that. So... After they they did they finished updates in the U.S. They went over to Europe. They got to Prague. The second they got off the plane, Randy was arrested and put in a in in a Czech prison for you know a little over a month or so before they got that whole thing worked out. There's a documentary they did on this called "As the Palaces Burn." It's a Lamb of God documentary. It's incredible if you haven't seen just to get kind of the full story of what went down. But the quick version of it is is on their previous tour, the last time they were in Prague. There was a teenage boy who died after one of their concerts. And because Europe is crazy and some of these other countries have all kinds of different laws, Mm -hmm. they held him responsible for it because they were saying that he jumped on stage and Randy kind of pushed him off and he hit his head and died in the hospital years or like hours later. It's it's a whole thing. Interesting. It's it's nuts. It's nuts when you're like, really? And, you know, luckily for Randy's sake, thank God, like, you know, they let him go free, but it was nuts there for like, he was in a prison in a country he didn't know That's for nuts. like a did month. Did he know, did he know going into that situation, he, he, this was about to go down? No, or? no, they, they got off the airplane and there was officers waiting there and they were like, what? And they went through YouTube and they had their, you know, Lamb of God had their people go through all kinds of YouTube footage, trying to find any footage from that show and couldn't find anything where... They had any proof of, of this thing then. happened, <laughs> and but I guess like it was a big deal. Like uh, it was all over their news when they were coming back. Lamb of God's coming back. And and, we're gonna get him. Yeah, and um, <laughs> like when you see the footage of the show, it's it, it it's one of these little places where like there's nothing between 
the band and the and the there's no security there's no bar there's no, no it was like chaos. steps yeah yeah so it was one of those where it's like yeah really you know obviously very sad for the boy that died yeah at a show but uh yeah kind of a whole crazy situation but like that's just one of those things where it's like that was like right before that shit happened crazy. so yeah really kind of nuts. what so, you're just saying that was 12 2013 2013 yeah so I, I can't recommend that documentary enough because it goes through where could you see that the court trial um god i don't know if it's streaming anywhere i have i have the dvd oh okay um but it, it, it's incredible it's an incredible watch Interesting. because what's funny was so lamb oh. got had done two documentaries before they done one called Philadelphia, which is like half a documentary, half a live show in Philadelphia. It's like right when they were first kind of blowing up big. The second documentary they did was called Walk With Me in Hell, and that's kind of like their first trip around the world that follows them around over like a two year period when they're kind of like really you know, they're they're touring with Megadeth and Slayer and Children of Bodom and these other bands. Oh, and then so when they went to go do this third documentary they were like, you know, we've done two documentaries where we kind of feel like the cameras are on us the whole time. So their plan was to pitch for this film crew, like, let's let's go interview fans around the world and kind of, like, put a spotlight on our fans of, like, where people are and their kind of their stories and sort of thing. So they started filming this documentary, and then, like, halfway through it, this shit happens. So when you watch this movie, like, the first 20, 30 minutes of it, they're, like, interviewing this girl in India and another, like, person in, like... Brazil or something, whatever, and then all of a sudden they get to Prague and Randy gets thrown into prison, and then it becomes a court documentary where it's like, holy shit, like it's it's pretty <laughs> crazy. And so they, they kind of joke that it's like, you know, here we were trying to like turn the cameras away from us for a change, and like it ended up becoming like more Even invasive. Bigger, yeah. <laughs> like we had to let people in way more than they ever were prior, and they're stuck in this really awkward position where like somebody has died and they feel horrible about that one of their fans was killed after one of their shows but also like they can't have their, their singer in prison so yeah it's a whole thing i it's called as the palace's bird i'm sure you can still find it um interesting on amazon or whatever but I can't recommend it if you're a fan of their music at all yeah absolutely that's my number nine right on my number eight, eight is where we're at. Numero <clears> ocho. <throat> this is one that w- was. Um, I think there was a third band, but it was it was these two bands, and it was Nine Inch Nails and Queens of the Stone Age was opening for them. Oh, yeah. Um, what I really and I'd seen Queens of the Stone Age a few times, but I'm like, hey, hell, I get to see Queens of the Stone Age with Nine Inch Nails. Mm. I'm I'm there. I'm gonna right. go see this. What I really liked about the Queens of the Stone Age show is they played stuff. They played like old stuff, like deep cuts, stuff that I hadn't seen on any of their other tours, like stuff from their first album. Like they played one of my favorite songs, which I've never heard live from from their first album. It was it was just awesome just to see them. I love that, and Especially to see them being an opening that you've band. You've seen multiple times, yeah. When they can still surprise you a oh, little yeah. bit, yeah. Well, and it was interesting because I'd always seen them as the headliner, and they were the opening band. Um, and the Nine Inch Nails, this was uh, the With Teeth tour. Let me see. I've got the date here. October 4th, 2005. Um, now, my favorite Nine Inch Nails album is um, The Fragile. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's like their big double album, concept album. Um, I would have loved to have seen that tour, but sadly, no. Uh, but he did, did a little... Did they not come here or you just didn't go? Um, if they came here, I probably just didn't go. Okay. Um, but... Uh, 
he did like a little he did like three songs from that like and did oh, okay. he had like a white screen come down and they they put some images on there and you could see him behind the, the it was kind of like a white sheet came mm-hmm. that came down and they were kind of um putting images on there while he sang the little medley from from that album and at the end what i what i'll always remember about this was he at the end he had it timed so he picked up the microphone stand and hit the sheet and the projection, it looked like the glass was shattering. So it looked oh. like he just broke glass. But he did that as the curtain is supposed to come up, as the glass is shattering. Oh. But his mic stand got caught. In it. And it start, and you can see the mic stand just going clear up. And he's uh. just sitting there. He's supposed to be singing. And he's just just, just watching <laughs> Trent Reznor just like looking up like, oh, shit. And then it just came like crashing down. Like, boom. Goes uh. over, grabs, the, grabs it from the stand and just keeps going. It was, it was, <laughs> It was good. Like a pro. Yeah. That that was a, that was a good show. Right on. Nine Inch Nails. Because they've been around for, I mean, I guess forever. he's, he's who, been around for. Who, I, we were we just having, Aaron and I were just having this discussion. Um, I don't even know if it was, I don't know if it was Aaron. It was my sister, actually. Who would have thought, like, I was around when Pretty Hate Machine came out, mm-hmm. like their first album. Who would have thought from there he's winning an Oscar for the soundtrack to a Disney movie? Like that just blows my mind. Right. <laughs> I, don't know. So, I, I hadn't thought about it like that. Yeah. Oh, it's it's crazy. Like yeah, Trent Reznor for he does soul. a bunch of scores now. Oh, yeah. huh? Right. Yeah. He's he did he's done a bunch of stuff for David Fincher. He right. so like the Social Network and Gone Girl and stuff like that. And uh, he did the Watchmen, all the the TV yeah, yeah, show, yeah. the Watchmen, which was great. So he's been doing stuff like that. But like Soul, like right. he did the soundtrack to soul where you're like, really? Which is weird because like, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen soul. I haven't, but I'm okay. curious. I'm very but curious because soul is, it's a jazz movie yeah. that that's, I mean, the whole movie is kind of centered around this guy. All he's wanted to ever do in his life was be a jazz musician. And so like, we're thinking of Trent Reznor. You're not thinking of jazz. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the music in that movie is great. I mean, Pixar always, I feel like, has very strong scores. Yeah. I, I think, I think Disney. Obviously, when you think when I think Disney, I think more of like the composition of like the songs themselves. The, the, yeah. the musical yeah. Pixar doesn't do that so much, but they really do bring it with with their scores big time. So yeah. Trent Reznor, yeah, he's kind of a he's become a jack of all trades. Yeah, which is smart for him because like. That's longevity in his career because, like, how long are you really going to want to tour and do all that? Thing? Like, exactly. for this, he can work as long as he wants to. It's like Danny Elfman, who, like, you know, hey, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not going to tour anymore, but I'm going to keep doing soundtracks. And, like, he's know. way, he's become way bigger than he, you know, ever would uh-huh. have, you know, being in the fucking Go Go's or whatever the fuck he the was in. The Go Go's, Oingo Boingo. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the fuck that group was he was in. See, I don't even know. Uh. Um,. My number eight is another recent show, and it's also the only show that I have went to with Mr. Kylie. Oh, shit. And my number eight is Alanis Morissette. This is the 25th anniversary tour of Jack a Little Pill. It was supposed to be in 2020, because that would have been the 25th anniversary of Jack a Little Pill. got pushed back to 2021 due to the ongoing global pandemic, unfortunately. But the show did finally happen. Um, It was an awesome fall night it was like a perfect night for a show because it wasn't it wasn't hot at all it was nice and cool in the evening time uh it was my first time back at uh usana amphitheater which is the 
venue. Great, locally it's a great venue. Great it, venue. It's it's the best place here. It's the best place to see a, a show oh, yeah. in Salt Lake. Certainly, um, the sound is incredible. Um, Alanis's voice is so well, good. On. Oh, I mean, man. she is the real deal. She's still yep. got every bit of it. And the other thing that won me over with her is that her energy is so infectious. I mean, she is all over the place. I mean, when you watch like those videos of her from back then when she's, you know, 18, 19 years old and she's running around the stage and she's spinning around and whipping her hair all over the place. She's still she doing still does all that it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, she's not an old woman by any means, but she's like, you know, in her 40s now. Yeah. I think she's got to be in her mid 40s by this point. And she's still got every bit of that energy still performing. The set list was just like full of nostalgia because it's, oh, yeah. you know, it wasn't like a. It, it was the anniversary Jack Little Pill, but it wasn't like they played the album front to back by any means. But I mean, they did. They, they did a chunk they, they of it. There was some stuff from, from her other albums oh, as yeah. well. But obviously the show is mostly focused there. But I kind of liked that it wasn't, we're just going to play Jagged Little Pill from front to back. They kind of mixed things in with everything else. But, like all the, but I mean, they started off with the very first song yeah. from Jagged Little Pill. And like all the big ones were there. Like all the all the, the songs you would expect her to play from Jagged Little Pill, she played. Oh, what's the one from City of Angels that she ended the show with? But like at the end, like they had the strobes going and it was just like hard um, guitar. She played and... Thank You was the last one, right? That was the last song Was, it, she was that the last one? I, I think oh. so. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm forgetting, but... Oh, um, There's yeah. a great website that like you can just type in like set, oh, yeah. the set list and it will tell you the set list I've of that city and yeah, stuff. It's, somebody, <clears throat> some genius somewhere... Oh, it's great. Created this website so they could just keep track of Uninvited. All these uninvited. When oh, she did that, because it's, it's right. such a chill song, but it uh, builds to this heavy craziness at the end where it's just noise and Oh, and people were people great. were just singing their asses uh, off and you know, we we'd we'd gotten through um, you know, ironic obviously, and we did like hand in my pocket and we did you know, a, a lot of the head over feet and stuff. And then I remember when Alanis kind of leaves the stage for a second, and then the drummer starts with the the little drum roll beat to "You Ought to Know" mm-hmm. starts. And I remember just thinking, "I'm like, this place is about to go the fuck <laughs> off." And they and oh, they yeah, did. It did. It and did. yeah, she's she's still got it, man. She's that was it, your only time seeing her that's live. My, yeah, that's okay. my only time. For but I mean, it was a it was a great show. She was say say she was awesome. The, the the only thing, and I'm not gonna criticize her for this because it's just some people do this some people don't like she she wasn't a super like interactive with the crowd person some people sit and talk to the crowd some people don't and i'm not gonna be like you know True. some, some yeah. people that's just not who they are whatever but alas was very much like we're gonna be up here and we'll sing the songs yeah. and she was fantastic at it so that that's all yeah. but if i had any thing where it's like i kind of like when they you know they kind of give with the crowd a little bit the only time that she did kind of interact with the crowd and I love it was one of my favorite moments of the show because I like at this point like I've heard ironic a bajillion times and like yeah. not that, like I dislike the song by any means but like it's not a song I necessarily get jazzed up for and when when she started that song she went to start singing it and the crowd was so loud she kind of pulled the microphone back and she was just like she's you know she's waving her hands like and everybody just kept singing louder and louder and she like wasn't even singing the yeah. song and it, and it was cool just to see her like oh shit like okay keep going keep going keep going. Um, but yeah, Alanis Morissette was was a ton of fun, 
Everything about that show was greater than the uh, ridiculously priced alcoholic beverages. Oh my god, that's uh, $17 I, I, I beers, get, I get y'all. that they need to, uh, was it 17 or 19 $17 beers. Okay. I get that, you know, they gotta make up for a year of no shows, but, but come oh, on. Good god, I mean, they stuck it to you us. You think always. I'm tipping after that? No. And Kylie bought a, a signed I a, harmonica. I got a signed harmonica. From Atlanta's yeah. 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 I did indeed. It was the last one. When I went to go get it, I'm like, this is the last one. I'm like, well then I need that. Or they um, just told you that. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm like, that's. I'll that's, tell that's anybody that anything exactly. to sell that. <laughs> um, I thought it was hilarious that uh, Liz Fair was supposed to be one of the opening bands, and she she dropped out, which is kind of a bummer. But garbage stuck around, and it was hilarious. They still sounded really good too. They did, but it was funny that like out of everything they sang, and I kept like, okay, do you know this song? Do you know this song? It was like the last song that they played, and you're like, okay, I've heard this song, and I'm like, they played all their hits, and you haven't, you didn't. Know any of those? I, I, I knew two. The two the, out of the, out of the, I knew the the. I'm only happy when it okay. rains. And that was I knew their that last one. one. Yeah. Well, I knew the other one too. The the one that's in uh, Big Daddy. The oh, da, when I grow da, up. Da, da, yeah. Da. <laughs> I, knew, that, I was like, oh, this song's in Big like, Daddy. I and I mean, back. Song. I mean, looking looking back at them and hearing the songs, I'm like. They were just they were soundtracks in the nineties. Like you you have a movie soundtrack, garbage is on that. They did <laughs> yeah. a James Bond song for Christ's sake. I mean insane. they they did They still sounded really good. Yeah. They, they were the ones that like you could tell like, oh man, these are these are touring musicians because like you could just tell like these people have lived a life. Yeah. They, they look they look <laughs> like they have worked a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. like they still sounded very tight. Like, oh, yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. So last more said if you guys have a chance. If she's touring near you anywhere, I yeah, I couldn't recommend it. More. It's, 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 what's funny with her is the, still got the it. first show I saw of hers was Jagged Little Pill, right. and then the next time I saw her was the twenty five years later. For, oh, so, you, so you've only seen it? Yeah, the two times. Seen it. Okay. I thought that was the first time she'd been to Utah, but apparently she played the fairgrounds. Oh, uh, can you imagine being at that show? Yeah, that would have been interesting. Somebody was. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's my number eight. <clears throat> All right, my number seven. Okay, this this uh, this is at the in the venue. This is Queens of the Stone Age with Eagles of Death Metal opening for them, Eagles which death was metal. sweet. Uh, this was the Lullabies to Lullabies to Paralyze tour, May twenty third of 05. Um Eagles of Death Metal was kind of a side project for Josh from Queens of the Stone Age, mm-hmm. so. I was kind of hoping he'd be like playing the drums and then right. like then now I'm going to come out and play my thing but no I, they had their own thing. Oh, okay. But I don't know if you're familiar with Eagles of Death Metal. They're just a no. fun they're just a fun rock band. Okay. Um It's an awesome band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but this is the I was telling this story earlier. Um <clears throat> so the gentleman that we knew that worked for uh the local radio station uh found out that you know I wanted to go to to uh the concert uh and like i said i can't remember if we had tickets already um i can't imagine we didn't but like in the venue is like it's ga whatever you know you just buy the ticket and you go you get there early and you get a good seat or you get there late and you, you suck it up yeah but uh, and those people that get there early they get up to the front and they do not move oh yeah no, they will hold their yeah. ground um absolutely so what he had done, this is back when we were we were living with my parents, kind of saving up to, to get a house. Um, it was a Sunday. He worked the weekend shifts. He, this I'm I, I don't know if I should I should give this secret away, but uh, if if you don't if you don't know some of these contests for radio yeah. stations are rigged, people. Right. Um, basically, he called my wife 
hey, this is so-and-so. I'm going to put you on hold for a minute. <clears throat> At that time, while she's on hold on the phone, he's basically going, hey, you're caller number 10. You're caller number blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then he hits her, uh, takes her off hold. Hey, you're caller number five. You just won tickets to Queens of the Stone Age with backstage passes. Like, you got VIP but, tickets, got to go backstage. And she's and like, like, oh, my oh God. this is amazing. Yeah. So we got to go, after the show, we got to go down. They have a basement area. You're literally, like, crushing people's dreams right I, now. I, I know, I know. Somebody uh, out there I, is no, like, to, now, I, I'll let you know, I have actually won radio contests. So, it's. I mean, they're not all rigged. This was just a buddy doing a, like. You got to assume that like, any, any DJ that has friends, like. It, 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 they're going to hook him up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I saw. I another friend that it's who you know people exactly. that's life. No, I I've seen many concerts. Like I was doing when I worked with my friend who was roommates with uh DJ from K Bear. Like it, like every day at work he'd be like, "Hey, have you ever heard of this band?" I'm like, "Yeah, you want to go see him tonight? We got tickets." Like it was like every other night, "Hey, you want to go to this show? You want to go to this show? You want to go to this show?" I'm like, "Okay. I I need to sleep sometime, but yeah, well let's go do this." Um but yeah, we got to go meet uh the bands afterwards and hang out they have like a downstairs area with like a pool table and everything and um so i got my i've got the i don't know if you've seen the poster of the queens of the stone age poster mm-hmm. that signed that's that was from that show we oh, got okay. to to meet all the i believe it was the bass player he was awesome he came in and sat down with with me and my wife and he's like hey and you want to you want me to sign that for you and he told us the story because it's like a picture of them out in the woods mm-hmm. and he's like i was I was on the other side of the world when they took this photo and they photoshopped me in later. And like, you w- couldn't tell you look right. at this and you're like, wow, they did a good job. Cause <laughs> he, he couldn't be there for the photo shoot, but they took pictures That's afterwards and kind of put him in and he, he told us some stories and signed the thing. Now I'll always be a fan of Queens, but Josh, he's, he's kind of a douche. Right. I'll, I'll say it straight up. I still like their music. He's a douche. I would never have got his autograph if I didn't have, my wife, who has tits, yeah. sitting next to me. He would not give me the time of day if I went up with my CDs and my poster. Right. Nope. Nope. If, if Unless you're a woman, he wasn't doing shit. Right. So I finally had to go, Aaron, I got everyone else's signature. I got all the Eagles of Death Metal. I got everybody from Queens, but Josh is, no, it's not happening. So, hey, will you go get this signed for me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever it takes. Exactly. You know, I have such good memories of... Uh, in the venue and it's seeing shows there playing shows there um there was there's another little venue that's connected that used to be connected to called club sound yep used to play there i played there more times than in the venue yeah um but yeah a lot of of fun memories club sound was actually where i saw my first queens of the stone age show club sound was weird because the stage is so small and I mean, we got so used to playing there back in the day, and then when we finally got to upgrade to play in the venue, and we got like when we got to go set up all our stuff. It was like I'm not like elbowing my bassist anymore. Like this is so <laughs> awesome. There's actually like, fucking have, room. There's so much room for activities. Funny story about the first time I played in the venue, dude. I don't know if it was nerves. I don't know if it was something we ate. I couldn't even tell you what it was. But I remember we got but you shit your pants on stage. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is, this is not quite as good as that. It's pretty close. Um, so like when, when we when you I do hope a you show, on the front like row. <laughs> we, we would go, we'd have to go there like three four hours at least in advance mm-hmm. and uh, get with the promoters, do a bunch of sound check stuff, the whole works, right? So we get there and we like rent a U-Haul, 
just have to set drums up, do the whole thing. And so we were there, a bunch of other bands were there that we that we used to play with all the time. And like I didn't really think too much about about it, but like the other guy in the in the band that was my other guitar, I was a rhythm guitar player, my lead guitar player. I would notice like every couple minutes he was just gone, and I didn't know if like he's unloading stuff or what he's doing, whatever. But like he was just gone <laughs> a lot, and then finally like we were we were just sitting there talking, or whatever, and like it was just me and him, and he was like he was like dude, he's like I, he's like I don't know, he's like, I'm just letting you know, he's like dude, he's like something has come over, he's like dude, I have been in the bathroom like six times in the last I, I was like what the fuck is it i don't know dude he's like but dude i, I cannot stop shitting like whatever and i'm like well dude we got a fucking show <laughs> like what the fuck put a doing? diaper on and suck and it like, up obviously it ended up not being a factor but like i remember it was like oh shit <laughs> well we're gonna, we're gonna find Damn. out what we're worth today dude and so i don't know if it was nerves getting but i mean we played shows plenty of times that was the first time we ever played there so maybe it was like Something was upset in his stomach. I don't know what it was, but it was just like, wow. I was like, yeah, you have been gone a lot. <laughs> so, That's yeah. funny. Oh, so, so my number seven. Let's see. What is my number seven? Look at my list here. Uh, my number seven is a show I saw in 2010. This is Bullet for My Valentine. Uh, this was at Saltaire. It's another. Uh, Saltaire's good. Yeah, it's yeah. another venue we have here in Salt Lake. It's out, or it's out in Magna, technically. Okay. Uh, it's technically Magna, right? Yeah, it's almost like yeah, past it's, Magna. Yeah, um, it's it's between Magna and Tuilla. It's the this was on their the uh, their tour for their album Fever, which also came out in 2010. This was like back when uh, not not that you couldn't buy tickets online because you certainly could, but like. When we were in high school, like we would still always go, but like there was like Smith's Ticks was the big. You'd thing. go sleep out. I don't know if you could back we, in we that day. Sleep if they out, got but rid we, of those. we would get up early. But could you do that? I mean, I know they got rid of that right. at some point, but uh, we would go know. sleep out. We never did that. We never had to, I guess. But okay. we would always like the tickets would always go on sale on like a Saturday morning, yeah. and we would always like make plans. We're gonna get up early. We're all gonna meet down at Smith's at like eight in the morning or whatever, and go in and go buy tickets. And like I remember going in and buying the tickets to that show. Going with a group of friends, I was I seen Bull for my Valentine three times, so this was the first time I saw them, and um, you know they, they've kind of had a lot of highs and lows for me throughout their career. Now some of their albums I think are like uh, very formative albums for me as a person, and then there's other albums that were just real misses to me. So they're 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 kind of one of those bands that when they hit, they hit hard, and sometimes they swing and miss, um, but. They were so fun that night, and this is kind of like right when they were kind of in their their prime, I guess. Like the, really, one of the biggest bands out there. Hmm. Um, it was just such a rowdy show. I remember the, Salt Hairs can it can get insane, oh, man. And 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 you go in, you know, we get a band like that, and that double kick drums just going, and I mean, it's just <laughs> fast guitars as fast as you can imagine, and you know, you know, the screaming vocals, the whole thing. And it, it was just such a crazy show, but I remember just being the energy of feeling of feeling them walk out on stage because I wanted to see them for a couple of years before the before I got to. So it was just one of those shows that I just I have a really fond memory of because and, and it's funny because I was in this is probably I think my junior year of high school and you know I remember looking up at like the, the little balcony for the, where the bar is at Saltaire and it was just like. 
Because I've never been the biggest, like, mosh pitter. Like, if we had a big group of friends, whatever, like, especially in high school, like, oh, yeah, we'll fucking, you know, shove each other up. But, like, for me, I was always there more for the music. I, I like to headbang and do the whole thing, but I don't necessarily like to mosh or whatever. Um, I used to just think, I wish I they just let me go up there. Like, I don't need to drink, but let's, I just want to get a good fucking view of the stage yeah. and be able to sit there and watch the show. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, there's another Solitaire show. It's on my list later on. Nice. But, um... Uh, that's a the, the the only thing that bothers me about that show that like every time I think of it I think of this is that uh, I went with we had a, a group that went and it was like my friend and like his dad because his dad was into metal and stuff too but his dad was also like a major dad in the sense of like he I, and I'll, I'll give him to his credit he told me beforehand like we were gonna leave to beat traffic that show. And we missed the encore, and I remember I was like so I I was like so but like why are we leaving? And he's like, well, my friend's like my dad says we gotta go, whatever. And like he's my right, so like what the fuck yeah. am I supposed to do? I'm not in yeah. fucking solitaire. <clears throat> you can't just fuck. There's no Uber. No, this boy like there's no place to walk nearby. No, <laughs> but I just remember like you know like you're like walking out of the venue and you hear them come back out and start another song. You're like, oh man, <laughs> and it's like a song you really like and yeah. shit. And it was just like. Why we gotta come with the old man that's like, well, we gotta go well, beat the fucking traffic. traffic. Yeah. Eh, granted, that's that can be a bitch to get out of because it's like one. Yeah, a but one like way if you pay the, thing, but... the price of the ticket, like I'm seeing the fucking show. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll deal with the consequences of, you know, that or I just won't buy the ticket. If if if, yeah. if the traffic is that big of a make or break thing for me, I'm just not gonna go. Like if it, <laughs> if it was really if it mattered to you that much. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to miss. Well, I don't know. To leave is so silly to me. Yeah. I, yeah. The encore is when they're going to do the good shit. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. So I, I tell you, my, my favorite place when I go to Saltaire to, uh, to like, you know, cement myself down is, you know, where they set the sound booth up in the middle. Yeah. Right behind it. You, you have a place to lean and you have no one in your way. You can see the stage. It's, it's That's perfect. where we were standing it's for that great. show. And that was actually the first show that kind of the. Uh, illusion a little bit for me was ruined because we were standing right there by the by the sound engineer and it wasn't like i was like looking for it necessarily i never caught my eye i, I looked over and i list. saw the set list yeah. whatever like obviously i know they have a set list like i was in a band yeah. myself at that time but like it did take something away from the show where, like they're finishing a song you're like oh okay all these things i hate next yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna go take a shoot you know like I, I think I told oh, like, you. It, uh, it takes like when they hit like the first couple chords of a song, you're like, oh yeah. shit, you yeah. Know, but like, you've that's seen just, that's just gone. Yeah, so you're exactly. like, oh yeah, this one's coming. Um, there we um, it, this would be a runner up for me. We saw Jack White at Saltaire, which was a great show to mm. see at Saltaire. But that's where we were. We were sitting there, and I was focused. When I go to a concert, I don't care what's going on around me unless mm. it's affecting me personally. Right. I'm focused on the music. I'm there for the music. I'm yep. focusing on that. Erin is very much like a people watcher and wants to see what's going on. So she's focused on the two people running the sound, and like a, a walkie-talkie had fallen over, and she was trying, hey, yeah. don't, mm-hmm. I don't want someone to step on that. You, you need it. You know? she's, so she's worried about all this other stuff. But there was a point uh, during the Jack White show that when uh, my boss and I were talking about it afterwards, he was like, I didn't know if this was a spontaneous moment or not. When he went into Seven Nation Army, he said it felt very not planned. <clears throat> and Aaron, because she was paying attention to what these mm-hmm. p- people were doing, was like when he had left, 
and it was basically he's going to leave and bring in a shout and have him do the encore. The people started going, doing the Seven Nation Army thing. Yeah. So he came back out and everyone started to clap and he was like, no, no, no. And he he was like, no, keep going, keep, keep going. going. Yeah. And he, you know, and Aaron, because I was watching the stage, she's watching the two people freaking out going, oh my God, what is he doing? What is he doing? Because right. they didn't know what to do next because he was like, nope, we're going to do this song. Not a part of the show. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it was and a little... Saltaire is definitely a place you go... For the vibe more than it, like it, the sound there's not great. It's not terrible. It's not terrible, but I mean, it's it. You're there for the vibe of mm. that place. The small place. It feels very underground, even though it's not. Um, it's this weird building out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. It's it's been there and been destroyed. I don't know how many times and rebuilt, but yeah. So. But so that was my number seven. Right on. What's your number six? My number six. Six oh, okay. is good. <clears throat> six is good. Uh, this is. I'll be the judge of that. The uh, Smashing Pumpkins, the Shiny and Oh So Bright tour, uh, which is basically their reunion tour without Darcy. Okay. Uh, this was September fourth, twenty eighteen. Um, so this is a pretty recent. Show. It was recent, and they played for three plus hours. They. It was one of those shows where. Okay, you're doing a reunion show. Um, what are you going to play? They played everything. Like I was even telling, if they don't play this, I'm going to be so upset. They played it. There was like tears. I'm like, oh my God, they're playing this song. Um, this is one I actually pulled the set list up because they did a lot of, uh, covers throughout the night. Okay. Um, and I, like I said, they just, they came out and they started and they, they just kept going. I I can't remember if they even did an intermission. I think they might have done maybe a ten or fifteen minute break because I mean they played right. for th- over three hours. Um, but they played "Space Oddity" by David Bowie because right. he had passed away recently. Um, is that twenty eighteen? David Bowie passed away. Yeah, uh, nice. "Landslide" oh, by Fleetwood Mac. But they had done that already on one of their albums. They had done that cover. They did um, "Stairway to Heaven." And it was one really? of those things where you're like, oh, they're I only going to play a little bit of it. Yeah. They did the whole fucking song. Oh, and even James E.A. came out and he's like, that's right. We just fucking played Stairway to Hell. Like, <laughs> you, came to, you came here and this way. But I mean, they anything you wanted to hear from the Smashing Pumpkins for that tour, I mean, they, they played it. Um, it was it was amazing. We were... We were on the floor. We were probably like 15th row on the floor. We were really close. The stage was really cool. They had, it's like this art this deco was, stuff. Was this was at Vivint. Okay. Um, but they had this art deco stuff, but like it kept moving. Like these statues would move and they'd connect. And then they just throughout the whole show, everything was just moving around mm-hmm. on the stage as they went. Um, one of my favorite songs is Zero. And when they did, when they went into that, like that bass drum, when it hit, like you mm. could just, it felt like it was just Feel slamming right in into chest, you every yeah. time. It was. It was it was a good show. Yeah, I've yeah. seen Smashing Pumpkins quite a few times, but that was that was good. Like the, that's the one. Huh? Well, we'll we'll, we'll, oh, we'll okay. get we'll it's, get. It's not it. the one. It was good. It oh, was okay. really good. Yes. That. Never mind. <laughs> My number six. Six six is good. Six. Is. My number six was also vivid. It was also a year before yours, as in twenty seventeen, and this is a. Uh, the Dangerous Woman tour from Ariana Grande. Um, this show had to be on there because this was a uh, this was really my first step kind of outside of 
my rock comfort zone. Yeah, rock or metal was basically kind of my whole. You know, now was this was, was this a concert that you went to? Um, let me give you a good example. So when I, we went and saw Alanis Morissette twenty five mm-hmm. years ago for Jagged Little Pill. Right. I mean, this was, you know, 20,000 people. And I just remember me and my buddy, I just like, I got tickets for Christmas. and yeah. like, hey, we're going to Linus Morissette. It was one of those things where you're looking around, and you're like, I don't see any other dudes here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not, not only no dudes, but like nothing but 14 year old exactly. girls. Exactly. Yeah, kids, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, it, it, so we went with uh, me, Mary went, my dad and my mom both went. Um, cause my dad likes her too. So my dad, it was even worse for him cause he was What's like, not to like, well, he was like, I just feel like the creepy old man here. Um, and, and if I went to an Ariana Grande I, concert, that's what I would be doing is being the creepy old man. Well, I mean, but I'm, I'm legitimately a fan and I've been a fan of hers for years. And so I, I had been saying for a while, like next time she comes, she comes like, I'm, I'm, I'm going, I don't care. Like I'd never been to like a pop concert like i'm fucking going i don't care and like she announced the tour and i was like fuck it i'm going i don't give nice. a shit and we you know we didn't we had like nosebleed seats we didn't oh, have okay that was gonna have, be my next question did you have good seats i mean they, they were they were still like was this vivant yeah they they probably had screens and oh, everything yeah, yeah. so you could see and then, well it was, was still like 60 bucks for that's still not seats. bad for a no show, but i mean like I mean. 60 bucks like you know we weren't have great seats by any means but i mean we could still see the stage and everything really well yeah. but um her and again, the sound and vivid's not fantastic either. But uh, her voice is the real deal. She she is everything that when people talk about you know she she's people have called her like you know she's this generation's like Mariah Carey or Whitney Houston's her I thought thing. that was Christina Aguilera. No, I mean that was she right, she yeah. would have been you know before, the, the previous before yeah. That, yeah, yeah right. Um, she's sort of I guess the the heir to that kind of thing. She's got the pipes for sure. She does it all, and you know, you can tell when it's a lip sync and when it's not. You know, mm-hmm. if, especially if you've been to enough shows with her. I mean, she just does it, man. I and, saw her not to interrupt you, but I saw her on Ellen, mm-hmm. and I I would have sworn that she was lip syncing because it just mm-hmm. sounded too perfect. Right. But she was doing a thing. She's in these gigantic heels. Oh, so where she, where she almost falls yeah, over. Yeah, and yeah. she you can hear her as she falls. She, oh. She, like yeah. oh crap! Like yeah. and I'm like oh she's not lip syncing at all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. she she's awesome. She, it was such a good show. Everyone's singing, and but it was weird for me because I've been to so many rock and metal shows, mm. and like my go to thing is just like air guitar and kind of you yeah. know whatever. You can't do that at one of those shows. Yeah. There's no air guitar <laughs> during the Ariana Grande concert, so it was kind of like I don't really know. But like you look around, everyone's like dancing and stuff whatever and i was like okay you know <laughs> kind of getting this and um dangerous woman is my favorite album of hers actually too like i don't know if i knew that at the time but like as it's gone on and maybe part of it is because i did see her on that tour i don't know mm-hmm. maybe that's kind of helps helps the, a little, but i yeah. i do love that album a lot and um the song dangerous woman which was a big hit off that album along with, i mean she got i think five or six singles off that album that got serious radio play. But that one was her last song that she played. And I remember like she went off the stage and she did a bunch of outfit changes. Cause that's what you do. Of course. But I remember yeah. when she came out for dangerous woman, she had like this big, like almost like princess style, like ball gown on. And she had like the gloves that go up to like here and everything, whatever. And it was, it was really cool. And, and, uh, she just belted it, man. It was awesome. And it was it was one of those walking out of that place. So it was like, man, this is it was very different from what I'm used to a show being, but I'm glad that I saw her and 
I think she's been here a time or two since then, and I haven't seen her again. But I, I definitely would would go see her again. It wasn't necessarily like I'm not, you know. Yeah. I, it's just that was terrible. No, I, 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 I'll have none of it. She, she was worth the money. She's a ton of fun live. Nice, very fun. I remember she had uh, like balloons kind of come down from the ceiling and stuff. I remember her kind of like swatting at them into the crowd and everything and doing different stuff. And it, it was fun. It, I, had, I had a good time with Ariana. She's she's a good time. So she's I, worth the I, money. I bet she would be uh, on yeah. all on all counts. <laughs> <laughs> worth the money, good time, all that stuff. Oh yeah, she can sing, man. There's no there's 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 no doubts from my end on that. She's the real deal. So that's my number six. Right on. You're number five. We're in the top five We're now. We are in the top five. We're getting into the into the real the, the real the shit. The nitty gritty. Oh yeah. Um, my f- number five is I think the only time they've ever come to Utah, unless they came back in the early days, and I really weren't wasn't into them at the time. Radiohead for the Hail to the Thief tour, August twenty eighth, two thousand three. You're a Radiohead. Fan? I don't think we've ever talked oh, yeah. about Radiohead. Okay, I don't think we've ever discussed Radiohead. Oh, do you like them? Uh, not, not. I know the Radiohead fans, so I'm gonna say no because I'm not. How I know some people are. I, I like them enough. Okay. Um, okay. But I just don't think I've ever heard you mention them before. So. Oh, yeah. Um, it was... What got me into them was the album... I think it was Kid A. Because it just kept... It was just these reviews. And I'd, I'd heard, like... What was it? What, OK Computer, I think, was the album before that. And they had, like, Karma Police. You'd heard that on the radio. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, okay, that's... It was a generational band, too. Like Yeah. Um, Creep, mm-hmm. of course. Everyone oh, yeah. heard Creep. Uh, but Kid A was Creep just one of still these. Gets a ton oh, of radio yeah. play. I mean, you hear that all the time still. Uh, Kid A was this album that, like, I just kept reading reviews of. Like, this was just five stars, this and that and this. And I'm like, hey, Radiohead, like, you know, I know a couple songs. But, like, it was just down the line, this album just was just getting... Like I'm like, okay, you know what? I, I'm going to gamble on this, and I'm going to go buy this album. This is back when I smoked a lot of, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of weed. Uh, so I think that helped quite a bit. So right. I was I, I had sparked <laughs> one up, and I put the CD in, and like right off the bat, I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. This is this the, is the shit. So I got really in, into them. Uh, and then, like, you know, they'd, they'd come out with, like, Amnesiac, and Hail to the Thief had come out, and they were coming to USANA. And I'm like, holy shit, we, we got to go see Radiohead. And it was another one of those shows that – like they played everything that you imagined like, Oh, but I, I would really want to hear They're never going to play this song. Oh, they've mm. played that song. Um, there's a, there's a really weird song called like spinning plates. Um, and I remember somebody in the, in the audience, and this is USANA back in the early days of USANA where it's not like it, it is now. It was, mm. it was a smaller kind of a thing. But uh, I remember somebody in the audience screaming like, play spitting plates and i'm like they're not gonna fucking yeah. play that song they played it like it, <laughs> they played like everything like we they're like you thought there was a point in this concert where they've played everything and then they'd start up as oh my god i forgot about this song they're they're it was it was great it was amazing right on. and i don't think they've ever been back since <laughs> That's, i don't know what they're up to too much these days are they still putting out music now or they have probably put out an album in a long time have they, they are I, uh, last thing i read that they were doing some side project oh, there was okay. a couple of them that went off and were doing some side okay. project i know um 
Tom has done. He did the soundtrack to the remake of Suspiria, and he's okay. he's done a. Uh, Adams for Peace was like his side project. They've they've done some side stuff, definitely, but uh, I th- yeah, they that was a good show, good show. My number five, cracking into the top five. Uh, my number five is Three Days Grace, and this was a show I've seen them God, at least three or four times. Um, this one specifically was in 2011. This was at uh, the Uproar Festival. At USANA. USANA. Um, And they were promoting their Life Starts Now album, which is also my favorite album of theirs. Um, It was a second-to-last album that they had with their original singer. They're still putting out new music, but they've they've changed singers and stuff now. And they're not... uh, No offense to anyone that likes them. They're not... The not same band to me were. anymore. Yeah, I mean, you know, they just they just don't sound the same anymore. Their style has yeah. changed drastically gotcha. with a different singer. It's fine. A lot of people like them. Props to you. Um, their first four albums are really good, and those were like my junior high anthems. Like gotcha. you know, they they were edgy. They were like you know, fuck my mom and dad kind of thing. <laughs> you know, like. It just everyone has those bands, I guess, that come around like at that right time in your life. And um, in 2011, by this point, I graduated high school that year. Uh, and I, I'd say, this was the last time I seen them. So I seen them at least two or three times before this. And we were walking around. They used to have these uproar festivals that uh, Rockstar sponsored. They only did it like four or five years in a row, and they they stopped doing them. I don't know why. Hmm. I don't know if they weren't making money, but they had like crazy lineups. Like every year, it was like multiple bands that you would think were all headliner bands like the last three I mean they were really good you look at the the they put out like a poster every year with all the bands like damn they're yeah, all yeah. damn they're all coming um, and so I, we went to it every year and then they just stopped doing it for whatever reason so I don't know what happened there but um, this was the second or third one they did and so they would have like the big main stage set up at USANA if you've been there but then they would also have like up over the hill on kind of like a dirt road. They'd have a second stage set up, like so. It was like the con- I've never been, I've been to Usana tons of times, but I've never been there for one of those little right. shows where they have multiple stages. So I I don't well, quite so know like how they a would normal set that concert up. like the gates would open at like six or whatever, and a yeah. concert start at seven. This one the the doors would open at like noon or one, and then they'd have that littler stage going until about five or six is that kind of off to the and left then they would hand move, side there where yeah they would, okay and then they would move on to the big stage so but it, so it was like an all-day thing which was awesome because like i would always just buy like a lawn seat or whatever for like 30 bucks and oh, yeah. it's like a whole day's worth and it, again i saw some big bands at this show like I, I i mean especially as far as like radio rock bands go like i saw disturbed there i saw avenge mm-hmm. sevenfold there i saw Stained there, Three Days nice. Grace was there, Godsmack was there. I, I saw a nice. lot of big, a nice. lot of big bands at Upper Festival over a couple different years. Stone Sour was there. Um, so, anyways, we were walking around, and they have, and because it was sponsored by Rockstar, they'd have a big Rockstar booth where you could go in, and you could get free energy drinks in there, and they'd have a couple of like sponsored tents and that. And uh, I remember the first year that they were there. Um, they they had a, a Best Buy was one of the the sponsors and they had this big Best Buy tent, and I remember uh, they had like a, a signing in there for the band Stone Sour, and this who's is Corey Taylor? Corey band, Taylor, right? right. And I'm I'm a big Corey Taylor fan. Okay. Um, and I remember I was like, oh shit! And like by the time I found out about it, it was basically over, and I was like, oh damn, that's you know too bad. And um, 
so it was like the next year we're walking around and then there was a line at the big the Best Buy tent we walked over there and it was like oh we talked to like one of the ladies the volunteers or whatever was working there and she was like, yeah, she says Three Days Grace is, is in there doing a signing, whatever. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, how, how do we how do we get in? And she says, oh, yeah. She says, you have to get a wristband. And I was like, oh, I thought it was probably one of those, like, VIP kind yeah. of things. But I was like, oh, how do you get a wristband? She says, you just go over here. And she says, all you have to do is buy the album, which is the album I already have. I exactly. Well, it was their newest it. album. You're going to go get okay. assigned. I it, mean. it was $10. Nice. $10 <laughs> for this album. And then you and went then in there and they signed autograph. it. Yeah. Um, so I have my favorite album of theirs signed. I still have it. And this was way before um, like I started going to like any comic conventions or anything. I, I, this was pre-me meeting famous people. Mm. So like this is a big deal. When I got to go in, because like, I, I, I had the – they have a DVD – Live at the Palace in in Detroit, Michigan. I watched that DVD to death, and so like you know, I knew them. I knew what they looked like. Exactly. I watched the DVD. So like when I met them, it was a big deal for me. And, the, and I, this I, is and this is the thing you just the best part of this I, for me right. listening to the story is this is something you just stumbled upon. Right. You're like oh my god, it, it was one of those like, I kind of kept in the back of my head because I knew at the you best buy thing I knew time. they had done a stuff, yeah. but I didn't know who would be there. Yeah. Right. Like I think that year in particular, I think Avenged Sevenfold was the headliner, and they had like. Pull uh, for my Valentine was also there, like so I didn't know who was you know, but Three Days Grace, very big band for me, and like I say, yeah, me meeting them was a huge deal because like I'd never really met a f- anybody famous before, and so and and it was real quick, right? It's like they're at a table, you go through a line, you kind of put the CD down there, you got to kind of say hi to them all real quick. They sign the CD and you go. It wasn't any you know, yeah. there was no pictures or anything. Like of course. That. Um, but still, but it was cool, yeah. you know. I, uh, Adam, the old lead singer, gave me you know knuckles or whatever. And I, that was a big deal to me at that time, whatever. And I, I still have that CD. I have it in a frame. And and then they went on that night, and they weren't the headliner. They were like the second or third to last band or whatever. But I mean, they just went out there and just owned it like it was theirs. Nice. And wrecked the shit out of it and yeah. left and it was and it was and again i've seen them several times and that was the and that was the only time i got to see them that you saw on us and maybe that was the difference mm. well, but it was just like meet them too yeah so. so it was just kind of the whole experience and it, i guess is is kind of the thing it was just that show for me was just like man they went out there i remember um they were playing one of their songs it's called home it's off their first album and like halfway through the song they, they always do like kind of this break where the song kind of stops and they'll do like a drum beat thing and like they'll usually like on the on the live in the palaces DVD when they play it halfway through the song they play like a verse and a half of the uh, who's the band the uh, hey man nice shot that song oh right? filter right yeah. they, they they play that song and then they end up going back into home for the last chorus of it but they do kind of like an interlude there Interesting. so um, when I saw them at Usana. They stop in the middle of the song. And there's like a bass line thing going. The drum beat kind of comes in, and then all of a sudden they go into "Lose Yourself" from Eminem, but like a like a rock yeah. version of it. Hmm. And it was like the whole place just went fucking nuts because it was their last song, and it was like what a way to just fucking end like that. Um, yeah, Three Days Grace, especially when Adam was the singer, fantastic. He's in another band now. They're doing their own thing, so it's it's you know it's all nostalgia for me at this point but uh great show great day i'll have that cd forever nice yeah that's my number five what's your number four a lot of uh a lot of usana shows oh yeah Uh, i think i think several of my top five are probably (laughs) 
my number four is like so I'm a huge Tool fan. They they didn't hit my list at all. Um, really, but no I, Tool but, at all. Well, my thing is like I like I, what I like is Maynard's voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's done. He you know he's done Perfect Circle. But my favorite. Adam, Three of my top five are Usana shows. Okay, my favorite out of his his uh, offshoot bands is Pussifer. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was Pussifer for the Money Shot Tour, November twenty fifth, uh, twenty fifteen. You like Pussifer more than a Perfect Circle? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, I'll take huh. Pussifer over a Perfect Circle. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. This was at Kingsbury Hall, and it was which is for those who don't know, it's a real. Uh, no, I wouldn't say tiny, but like intimate it's theater. Intimate. Oh, it, definitely. It, it's, it's more a, like a it's, a, it's a theater. It's a theater for like plays yeah. and shit. Like, I, I know the first time they came, they played at Capitol Theater, like where okay. you'd go see the Nutcracker, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Up, you know? Um, but this show was, I, I don't know how to describe this show. It was, I think this is what I like about Pussifer is they, it, where Tool, he, Maynard, hides in the background and it's mm. it's more of like here's our music don't pay attention to us here listen to the music and see the spectacle yeah. or pussifer is a, you know, it's um oh i, I wish i could I've remember i've always the, been a kind of of two minds of that with tool because I, i've seen some of their their live videos and that whatever and it's like yeah people also pay money to see you guys mm-hmm. play too i don't know like I, i'm i i get the artistic thing they're going for, but at the same time, I also see why people would not like that. Well, and I also see, like, so we just saw them this week. Uh, they they were just in town. And Maynard, again, is in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, and usually the lights aren't on him. It's it's the other three guys. Right. And a lot of the times, that is what you're seeing. I A lot of times, I'm like, I doubt Maynard's even on the stage right now. It's just the other three guys. The mm. the musicians here which is fine like and i and i can see him like hey you guys you guys are the ones that have spent the time doing this why don't you take the spotlight and they they do i mean the spotlights are on them they're doing the drums and the bass and the guitar and he i think he just he has no problem stepping away from that because he has the other bands that he's you know Mm -hmm. but uh pussifer when we went and saw the money shot tour they had it set up there's a it's a wrestling ring and it was this uh lucha libre thing going on and they had on the stage they had uh like the the stands that you would you know the the spectators would sit in off to the side and him and uh i believe her name is katrina round is the other singer for pussifer the the female vocalist um they come out and they get in the the ring and they you know the well actually i think the first at first the wrestlers come out and they kind of put on this show and you're like what the fuck is this this is really weird and that you've got the good guys and the bad guys and you know they do this like wrestling match and then like the band will come out and they get off and they go sit on the stand and they Mm -hmm. watch the band and they'll like cheer for the band and stuff and and then like halfway through they get out and they do this weird cockfighting thing they have these like these wind up roosters and they put like they have this like cockfight and it's just it's really it's like a a show within a show kind of yeah. a thing. And then the band Pussifer, they go and sit on the stands and then they have the wrestling match and they watch the wrestling match. Uh, this is like the intermission and you're watching the crazy wrestling <laughs> thing. And then they leave and they get out and then Pussifer comes on. And then at one point, like they're singing and like the wrestling guys are doing stuff and they're taunting. It was, it was just this whole 
crazy I thing. I find that like distracting. Oh, it was it was interesting, and I loved it. It was <laughs> I loved every part of it. It, it was wasn't great. like too much going no, on. No, no, okay. they they it was it was it was beautiful. It's Pussifer's great. It's check them out. I I wasn't into them right off the bat because I thought their first album was a little too techno and and dancey for me, but right. uh, they've they, they got good. Uh, they got really good. Uh, my number four is uh, the 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 repeat, the only repeat I have, which is Lamb of God again. Um, and this one comes with another story, um, couple actually, but um, the 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 big one was the show was at Saltair, which again, it try to imagine just like driving on the freeway for a while, and it's like nothing but desert, and then there's just a building there. That's Saltair. It's it, it's it. There's nothing around it. There's no. There's nothing. It's just there. For horror movie it's fans. It's basically an ex, a freeway exit by itself, it and is. there's nothing around it. Um, there's a movie, they an old black and white horror movie that was filmed in Utah called Carnival of Souls. Uh, Saltair features prominently in that. It's, okay. it's of course, it's an older version of Saltair because it has right. been flooded an and building. burned down, yeah. and it's it's had it's gone through many. It's great Saltair. But it's great. It's a great place. Um, so anyways, so... This was the only concert that um, my old band went to as a band. No, um, like I went to concerts with played other, as a band or went together went to, as a band. Went to together okay. as a band. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, I went to concerts with other with members of my old band. Me and my guitarist would go to shows together quite a bit. Whatever, because we we were friends from like when we were really little, and then we kind of started the band and brought the other guys in. But um, Lamb of God was like, we all kind of had our own different musical tastes. I was a little more all over the place. Some of them were like really more into just the metal stuff. And then, you know, like our bass player was really a lot of into like industrial things. So everyone kind of had their own stuff. Lamb of God was like one of the only bands that like all all of us were like really into. Like this was kind of like the band's band sort of thing. So when they came, uh, this was in 2009. This is for their album Wrath. Um, on that tour at Saltair. So I was like, okay, we're all going to go together. The four of us as a band, we're going to go. And so we got there and the doors were supposed to open at like, you know, six or five thirty or they, whatever, they the, whatever the fuck it was. Time. Well, anyway, so we get there, it's a big old long line that wraps around the building, whatever we get in the line. And then it's like, you know, you just start bullshitting. You make friends with people in the line around you. You start bullshitting. And then it's like, Time's going by. Time's going by. Time's going by. And you realize, the line hasn't hey, moved. the show should have started by well, now. <laughs> yeah, the line hasn't moved. And then it's like time's going by. Time's going by. And at this point, it's been like hours, plural. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 getting late. Damn. The line hasn't moved. The sun's going and it, down. And it, it's kind of like what's gonna. Finally, the Saltaire starts sending uh, people to walk through the line and update everybody. They're having problems with the PA system. And so they're not going to let everyone in until they figure out what's going on. They can't. They're, they're technical difficulties, basically. Mm. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> so it was supposed to be Lamb of God, a band called Hatebreed, and then a band called uh, Three Inches of Blood. I think it's, it's uh, this two opening acts, right? Three whole inches. Yeah, three whole inches. I think Damn. that's the name of their band, something like that. Something three, but I think three inches. That sounds right. Um. Anyways, keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. Now it's getting to the point where it's like. Eight nine o'clock. Jesus right? Christ! Yeah, I mean, we were out there for hours. Yeah. Um. Finally, they let everybody in, and they go through. We're gonna open the gates. Um. No opening acts. It's just gonna be Lamb of God at this point. I was like, 
Okay, oh, I'm fine. fine with that. Yeah, I mean, it was like, all right. I mean, the one brand, Hate Breed, it was like, I was kind of looking forward to seeing them, mm-hmm. but okay. We actually got it. And then Hate Breed actually came out and played for maybe a half hour or so. Oh, really? So okay. whatever the volunteer person told us was a well, lie. Bullshit. Um, but bullshit. anyways, but Lamb of God did finally come out, and it's similar to like your Smashing Pumpkin story. They played for like two, three hours. Nice. And it was just like, hey, we know you guys wait outside for a long time, whatever. Like they, they fucking played everything. And that was the first time we'd ever seen them. It was like all of our oh, band together. Nice. And none of us had seen them. So it was just like, this was our, our one thing that we all kind of had in common, our first time seeing them. And they were incredible. Right. And it was just Worth like... the wait, basically. Oh, yeah. And it was just like, the second they came out, their, you know, when their first song started, it was just like... You could tell like they're about to tear some shit down, and so it get, and because the show went on so long, when it gets to be like getting towards the end, they're in the middle of the song. You know we're, you know we're mosh pitted and we're shoving people around, whatever. Um, our drummer is getting kind of thrown around, and then he gets kind of pushed this way, and some guy, not meaning to, was kind of th- and he, it just cocks him right in the face with an elbow, and he goes out cold, right. And so there was like an EMT person there that took it. They had this little like holding room yeah. in Saltaire. So we all waited there. Lamb of God's still playing. And so we ended up missing like the last two or three songs. And like um, it ended up being like a badge of honor thing for him. They gave him like this little latex glove that they had where they wrote all his vitals and shit on when they were checking <laughs> him and everything. And But we ended up having to stay because they had to like clear him for so much stuff before they yeah. could. Like, he didn't have to go to the hospital. It wasn't anything that severe. So not only did you have to wait a long time before, you had to wait after. But the, the cool thing was, though, <laughs> by the time they finally let us go, because we all drove together in my old shitty car that I had in high school. Like We walked out the door. It was like my no car was like the only car there. <laughs> no dude. traffic. Oh, dude. We pulled right out of that fucking place. Nice. Like, dude, it was everybody was long gone out of there. And nice. so that's just one of those nights. Like I'll have a lot. It's like, oh yeah, remember that night? Like we waited forever to get in, and then like a drummer got fucked up because he got hit in the head with like in the back of the head with He's somebody's never been elbow, the same. dude. Crazy night. Lamb that's awesome. Oh yeah, that's my number four. What's uh, your number three? So my number three is it was a concert that I went to very last minute. Uh, this was uh, Jimmy Page and Robert Plant. Oh, shit. So they had done, they got back together after, you know, Led Zeppelin had been apart a for so long. They got back together and did an album called No Quarter. And it was them basically reworking Led Zeppelin songs and kind of doing different arrangements mm-hmm. and like kind of Indian type music and, and whatnot. Um, and I went to go see that uh, that first tour, and you know I think they played with like the Heber Valley High School or whatever oh, it was, shit. and and they the the Heber Valley Orchestra, the high school orchestra, played with them on stage, and it was cool and it was fun. Um, but uh, a f- few years later, they do an album of all new songs, mm-hmm. and the the uh, uh, the album was Walking into Clarksdale. Um. This time they're coming. They're coming back through Utah, and my my. This is one of those things where my buddy's like, "Hey, we got tickets." My buddy, his buddy works for K Bear. We got tickets. You want to go see Page and yeah. Plant? And I'm like, my first instinct was, you know, that first show was fine. I didn't. I wasn't in love with it by any means. But right. so my first instinct was like, I don't really want to go. 
And he's like, we've got the K-Bear suite. We got the suite. So we can sit in the suite. Uh, And they also had like tickets down in like the front row area, like down on the floor. And I'm like, I was really hesitant to go see this show because... The, the like I didn't hate the first show. Like don't don't get me wrong by any means. It just didn't grab me by the balls or mm-hmm. anything. So I decided last minute to go see this uh, Page and Plant show. Uh, this was October tenth, nineteen ninety five. They have a new album, all new stuff. It wasn't Led Zeppelin stuff. It was just them together. This is the set list for any Led Zeppelin fan out there. I don't know if you're a Led Zeppelin fan. This is the set list they played that night. The Wanton Song, Bring It On Home, Ramble On, Thank You, No Quarter, That's The Way, Cashmere, Black Dog, Gallows Pole, Song Remains The Same, Since I've Been Loving You, Four Sticks, Whole Lot of Love, and they ended with Days Confused. There weren't any weird versions of this. They were straight out five-man band up there rocking out Led Zeppelin. It was the closest I'll ever get to seeing Mm -hmm. a Led Zeppelin show, and I thank God that... I went to that. It was I'm I'm still. I, it was one of those things where I'm like, like I can't believe, can't it believe that this is what they did. That, right? You know, like, hey, we're promoting this new album. We're not playing any of that. We're just doing a Led Zeppelin show for you, and it was fucking awesome. Right. Nothing what I was expecting. Again, like, I didn't want to go. That was. I mean, that, just, that shows really you. Yeah, that going. that shows you like what I. Like when I got, I mean, like Jimmy Page during Days of Confused pulled out the fucking bow and did it the, you know, like it was uh, all the shit that they did, like Led Zeppelin did. And like, oh my God, I almost missed this. Reminds me of a, of a, of a story that uh, a, a friend of ours from back then, uh, he was an older guy. You, if you're familiar with the Misfits, right? Oh, yeah. No, okay. Yeah. Danzig, so, baby. So, exa- yeah. So he, he was a big Misfits fan back in the day with Danzig, right? Um, in the 90s, after Danzig had left, there was a friend of his that had won tickets to, to the Misfits when they were coming into town. And it was like, hey, let's go to the show. I got tickets, whatever. And he was like, didn't really care. It was like, all right, I guess. So they got to the show. The show's way behind schedule. Don't know what the hell is happening. Come to find out that uh, they were coming on separate flights because they were coming from different places. So the singer, what's uh I forget his name, the guy who plays dancing. And anyways, you know the guy I'm talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. He got held up. He wasn't there. The rest of the band was there. So what they did, and it was in like a small little club type mm. place. So what they did was they had they had fans come up and sing. So it was basically like a karaoke night oh, with damn. the Misfits. And so <laughs> our friend got to go sing a song called Skulls. It's one of the Misfits. I want your yeah, skulls. Oh, yeah, anyways. Yeah. And so like, he told me, he's like, it's one of those things. Like You just never know what could happen on, on any given night. The flight that he was supposed to be on got canceled or whatever it was. He wasn't able to make because it, it was like that afternoon he was supposed to fly there, go straight to the to the venue because he was dealing with a family thing or whatever it was. And so it was like they had every song they had a different person come up and sing that's different crazy. songs whatever. And it's like that's one of those things you'll remember for the rest of your oh, life. Yeah. So that's, yeah. yeah, no, that's just, that's that's basically seeing Led Zeppelin. Yeah. To be honest with you, like that's those. That's, that's as close as you're gonna get. I mean, the only other person missing was John Paul Jones. Right. Like, at that point, and you're like, like, you know what? That's I got what I got, and it was amazing. I mean, like the big two, right? Like Plant and, and yeah. You know, I mean, it, John Paul Jones. If if I if I got to be honest, like he's the musician out of all those guys. <laughs> like, he's he's the shit. Like what what okay. I've seen afterwards. Yeah, he he's good. Yeah, Robert Plant's got the voice. Absolutely. Jimmy Page is a very sloppy guitar player. He's good. 
but he's very he, he sloppy. makes sloppy sound like it's purposely sloppy he, though. he does That's, he does it's almost part of his style yeah. to do that yeah so okay but no um, that was uh that was amazing that was an amazing night my number three so over the course of my list we've went from uh, Garth Brooks to Lamb of God to Ariana Grande to Three Days Grace. Um, now to my number three. Um, this was the inevitable one. Uh, my number three is Nickelback. And I've seen Nickelback five times, six That's times. It? Okay. Something like that. Um, I went to my first Nickelback show. I got tickets for my 13th birthday. And I haven't missed Damn, one. You were just little. Yeah, I haven't missed one since then. <laughs> Where was that one? That was at Delta Center back in the okay. day. Okay. Um, so I haven't missed one since then. I've been to every show they've been here since then. Yeah, okay. Um, they're the band to make fun of. They're the the go to butt rock I band. Knew they were I guess. Be on your list. I mean, come absolutely. On. Yeah. I mean, I've seen them so many times. Um, they could have been on my list multiple times because they are so fun live. But I, I picked one. This was 2009. This was their Dark Horse tour, which was one of their big albums. This was kind of like right at peak Nickelback. This is when they were like on the radio all the time. Like now they've almost come to the point where like they they don't get played anymore because like people have decided they don't like Nickelback anymore. So they've become like kind of the joke at this point. Like radio stations don't play them much anymore. But, like, this was, like, peak Nickelback. Like, they're, mm. like, the biggest band on the radio at yeah. this point, right? Um, this was my second time seeing them. I'd seen them the first time when I was 13. I was 16, I think, at this show. And we had really, really great seats. Opening bands were all awesome as well. Um, I'm trying to remember. It was a Saving Able, Papa Roach, and uh, Papa Roach. somebody else was at that show. Oh, I think it was Hinder was at that show. Oh, my God. Oh, the Lips of an Angel <laughs> Hinder was at that show. Wow. Um, at USANA. This was the first time I got to see Nickelback at USANA, and they're, they're just a riot, man. A lot of people, I know they're not your jam. It's fine. When they're on stage, it's just a giant sing-along. The people that go to their shows know every word mm-hmm. to every song. Beers flowing. It's a lot of drunken sing-alongs and stuff. It, it's just a good time. It, it's the vibe they have at their shows is just very like, yeah, just kick back, carefree. A lot of them are happy songs or whatever that like, you know. And you're there. And a Nickelback show is weird because you'll see like seven or eight year old kids, and you'll see like seventy year olds, dude. Like and it's just kind of like and like everything in between. So it's like. Your dad's like this show, and his dad likes this show, and then they got the kids at the show. Like it's it's kind of a weird everybody at the you know all groups of people at the show, mostly white people, I would assume. <laughs> um, so maybe not every group of people, but every group of white people you can think of at a Nickelback show. It, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, the at, at this point, the Nickelback hate is so strong, like. If if you don't like them and the second you hear their name like oh, like there's nothing I'm gonna say to you that's gonna change your mind or whatever but like if you like them or even kind of like them definitely see them live they are they're a ton of fun live it's just a big party it's the closest thing I can kind of uh, compare them to is I've seen Motley Crue a couple times and like again I've never Mo- seen Motley Crue and again Motley Crue can be kind of hit and miss as far as how they sound live but the imagine. vibe of the show it's it's a big party mm-hmm. and that's and that's basically what Nickelback is it's just a big feel good party and that's 
that's uh, worth my money every time they come to town. So right that's on. my number three. Have they? Uh, um, how many times Usana out of like the five or six um, times you've seen them? God, uh, it's got to be mostly Usana. Twice. Oh, that's a shame. I think yeah. Yeah, I've seen them at like Vivint or Delta Center or whatever, like three or four times, and you saw it twice. Um, I remember the first time this show that I'm talking about, the first time I seen them at Usana, uh, Chad Kroger, the singer for Nickelback, was uh, he he was kind of taken by the fact that like in it, this is show in the middle of the summer. In the summer in Utah, the sun won't go down to like nine thirty, ten o'clock yeah. sometimes, and. Uh, he when they came out, he was like, "I cannot remember like the last time we played a show outside the, the with where where there was still yeah. sunlight. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Um, that's that's Utah for you. So yeah. that's my number three. Had to happen. There was no way I was gonna make this list without sneaking them in. Nickelback. I imagined most of it would be just Nickelback Give me, shows. I, I, I definitely could have put multiple shows on oh, here. I'm sure. All of them. The the good thing about them is like all their shows aren't. This, I've never seen this them do the same show twice. They always changed a lot of things around. They're always adding different things to their shows. So they're all fun. Honestly, like all five or six times I've seen them could be on this list individually, but I decided to, just for variety's sake to pick my favorite one which was the uh, the dark horse tour so right on. yep all right so we're on to number two oh, yeah. uh this is my second uh double what, what i don't know repeat uh, repeat there you go this is my second repeat this is um this was a show this was this this is the smashing pumpkins this is the in plain song tour uh this is march 29th 2016 at kingsbury hall um this, so this was, was in two f- Oh, this is pretty recent too, because the other one was like 2018 or whatever. You said. Uh, yeah, the other was 18. This so was, you didn't see them like back in the day. Um, I've I so think especially first, I'm thinking like late 90s. The first time I saw them was Melancholy. Was the oh, Melancholy okay. tour? So okay. yeah, I did see him back in the late 90s. Oh, okay. But I'm picking like because even Aaron and I saw him like in Orem for like right. um Zeitgeist that that right. that album. But like these these are the the two on my list were just they were just amazing shows again the reunion show where they played for three plus hours and played everything this Absolutely. one was billed as like a, an acoustic evening with mm. with billy corgan smashing pumpkins um at kingsbury hall and it was one of those last minute hey let's get tickets this might be fun this is the show that if i could go back in time and tell anyone who is a smashing pumpkins fan at all mm. like go see this show this show, this this beat out the reunion show for me. Okay. Um, so it's just an acoustic. The whole no, no, show no, 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 no. Okay. It, it, it isn't. It, it was kind of like a mostly acoustic okay. evening. Um, but basically, he comes out with an acoustic guitar and, and starts the show. Um, and uh, I, I've seen Eric Clapton. He kind of did the same thing. He comes out with a stool and a guitar, and he sings a couple songs. And he then he's about vaccines. It, and, yeah. And, See, Aaron even met Eric Clapton. I'm like, you know what? That was a good show. I'm not going to bring that up. Fuck that guy. Yeah, and it just um, sucks. <laughs> I had to leave Kid Rock off the list, too. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I never liked Kid Rock. Um, I know you would think because of the Nickelback thing, you probably liked Kid Rock. I never liked Kid Rock. <laughs> Um, but he comes out and sings a couple songs, and then he brings out that's a fact, like the keyboarder, you yeah. know. And then they play a song. Then he brings out um, Jimmy Chamberlain. You know, they, it, it, you know, he slowly adds to the band, uh, and they get to the point where they play a few songs. 
Um, and through that tour, because it's kind of it was kind of like an anniversary, kind of a celebration of mm-hmm. like the Smashing Pumpkins. And at one point in the show, he he comes out and he's like, you know, we've we we're just kind of celebrating the the band, and each night we're focusing on a different album. And I'm like, oh, you know, like I love Melancholy. Melancholy's that was my introduction to Smashing mm. Pumpkins, their big double album. That's the big one that I know. Like yeah, okay. that's the album of theirs. But like that I the know. the big one that like everyone knows is Siamese Dream. Like mm-hmm. that, that I think that was the one before. And that's like that's the shit. Like I got into Melancholy and it's one where I kind of followed them before and then I started going back and like Gish and 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 Siamese Dream. Siamese Dream's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he's talking about, you know, we've been doing a different album each night and kind of going through stuff. And he goes, tonight we're, we're going to focus on Siamese dream. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is going to be, cause I would have taken melancholy, but like he could have said like other albums. And I'm like, that's fine. But I, I would have preferred something else. So, you know, he, he does, he does the Siamese dream. He does awesome stuff from, from Siamese dream. Um, he, uh, he did, like he he had a offshoot called Zwan. He had a little side project called Zwan that he did. But they start out with mayonnaise. They do Soma, which is one of my favorite of all time. Soma, a uh, rocket space boy today were, and then he does disarm, which is probably one of their more popular songs. Yeah, yeah. But he he did this. It was just a weird. He sat by behind a piano and he just did this different version of it, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Um, and he kind of went through and he just did he did songs that he had written for other people through that as well. Um, and like near the end, he did Malibu by Hole because that mm-hmm. was one he wrote for he, he had written for Courtney Love. And to hear Billy Corgan just on stage with a guitar playing Malibu, it was right. it was odd. I'm sure you've heard the song. It yeah. was it was yeah. Um, and then. The he you know he he does all that stuff leaves and like everyone's cheering and stuff and you know let's do come out to do an encore mm. he comes out and does one song it's not even smashing pumpkin song he comes out and does Angie by the Rolling Stones and and it was great I mean it, yeah. that that whole that whole show and when was, you left you said today is the greatest day I've ever known oh yeah it was uh, oh it was <laughs> so good it 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 was. Uh, it was like the page and plant thing where you walk into something not going, really knowing what to not expect, knowing what to expect and, and it was it's it just blew you a away. mind blowing yeah. experience yeah um it's yeah. hard to beat those man yeah great show all right my number two uh is a big one my, my number two and number one were real hard my, my with, number like, twos are usually big ones too like, <laughs> I there was a real hard time deciding who was gonna be one. I, I knew it was kind of these two. Oh, when you and mentioned this, I knew exactly what number one was. Right. So the okay, so mine two and number one, you you could make a strong case, or at least I could make a strong case because I was the one that went to both the shows. <laughs> I could make a strong case that they're co number ones or one and one a, but because this is a list and one has to be one and one has to yeah. be two, this is two. So. Uh, my number two is I saw Metallica in 2008 on the Death Magnetic tour. My God, was that that long ago? 2008, wow. my friend. Um, <laughs> the album had like, just come out. Um, the album come at, came out like the first week of November, and this was like November 18th. I figured they'd like be on your list. Whatever, yeah. Um, first and only time I've seen Metallica. I'd, I'd love to see them again. I hope I get the chance to see them again. Um, but just... Just incredible show. 
so fun. We were at uh, it was the Vivint Arena, yeah. which you know, for non-local people, this is where like the Jazz, the Utah Jazz, the jazz play. It's yeah. a big, it's our the arena downtown, and you know most most bands when you go see them in a place like this, they have like the one side of the arena kind of curtained off and they have a stage there at the ends. So everyone's kind of looking one direction and uh, Metallica was the one that was That's like your number one, right? One direction. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, Metallica was the one that like their stage was in the middle and it was basically just like the whole where the jazz is basketball. Yeah. Be. I mean, it was just this giant fucking stage and that way they had the kind of the 360 view. Not the first band to do that, but it was the first time yeah. I'd ever seen that and it was fucking sweet. And I remember they had probably like 15 to 20 microphones. I mean, microphones just all around the stage. That way James Hetfield could just move around and sing all over the place. And uh, it's the loudest concert I've ever been to. I remember when they came out, you know, they had the two open. There was two opening bands. They were They were fine. Metallica Um, had opening bands. Yeah. I saw them for the Black Album, same venue. Yeah. There was no opening band. Oh, they had two opening bands. They were fine. Um, Who were they? Do you uh, know? The first one was a band called Down, and that was with the old singer of Pantera. Hmm. Uh, and another band was a band called uh, With the Sword. They're okay. They're both just like kind of smaller metal bands. They're fine. That still blows me away that they um, uh, had opening bands. But anyways, we're, they finished up. We're waiting for Metallica to come out. They come out. The guy comes out to, to to sound check the drums, and I remember just sitting there in my seat, you know, and they're playing fucking, you know, back in black over the fucking PA or whatever yeah. the fuck they're doing, and um, the guy comes in or whatever and just hits that that kick drum and just boom, boom. And I remember I was like, it, it caught me out good because I was like, is that how fucking loud <laughs> the drums are gonna be, dude? Like, dude, it was ridiculously loud you gotta and, add the rest of the instruments yeah to that. like yeah. Ju- just that kick drum you talk about it earlier like you just feel it in your yeah. chest yeah. but it it was they were beyond loud of any other band i've ever seen i've still never seen a, a concert that loud i when i saw them it was it the audience was so loud like that probably I'd... illegally loud <laughs> But could you could you hear what they were playing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's in the vivid the arena, vivid, right? The yeah. sound's not great. Yeah. I I knew I could tell the songs they My, were playing uh, when I saw them for the Black album. It the it was the audience for the two and a half hours they played. It was just all I heard was the audience. I could right. not hear them. Oh, that's it, too bad. It was that. It was loud. So I mean, it was the fight of their sound versus the audience and the audience was winning that over. And it was just a, it was an orgy of horribleness. So yeah, it was 11, uh, November 3rd, 2008. And so they're promoting, they're promoting uh death by death. So they came out with like, that was just your life into the line. And we started getting into creeping death, wherever I may roam one broken, beaten, scarred, cyanide, sad, but true. You're like, okay, tell it sleeps. Disposable Heroes, and you know we did Master Puppets, we did Battery, we did Nothing Else Matters, Enter Sandman, and then when they come out for the encore, they do Die Die My Darling, which is a Misfits nice. cover. Yeah, they yeah. did So What, oh yeah, and then they finished with Seek and Destroy, and um, it was it was awesome because they threw a couple curveballs in there. We're like, okay, I wasn't expecting that one, and uh, I remember during Seek and Destroy, their last song. They're like, turn turn all the lights on. They just had the whole thing lit up, like almost like everyone's going home. 
and they had all these big like rubber balls fall from this and they were all over the stage so, like while they were playing they were like kicking them around kicking them into the crowd and shit people were bouncing them around and stuff well and when they do seek and destroy they'll they, that can go on for 15 minutes oh, for, mean. oh and, and I'm, <laughs> I'm sure that it did yeah um they were they're, they're still so tight musically especially for how many changes and stuff in their songs they have I mean, you know their songs. They'll be playing oh, yeah. one thing, all yeah, of a sudden yeah. it goes right into this other section that all of a sudden yeah. it just, the whole song just goes, you know, and for them to have all those transitions down as tight as that, I mean, they play like a band that's been playing together for 30, 40 years. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, that was a show that when they were coming, I remember, um, they've come since then, haven't they? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, maybe it was the last one they came, and I, I think, again, it they was They probably Divot. came for the... Um, uh, hardwired to self-destruct. Yeah. I'm sure they did. Um, because I remember Emily was asking me if Are you can go see Metallica. And I'm like, you know what? I I will see Metallica if they come to Usana because that is a Metallica fucking show I want to oh, see. Oh fuck yeah! Metallica Usana. I'm I'm I will. I'm in line. They actually right came there. to Usana for. Was it Saint Anchor that they, they did? They did oh, Usana right. then. That's the only time that I and I, I wasn't at that show, but hmm. I know people that were there. Interesting. And uh, and that was that was around the time where I w- I had fallen out, like right. re- load oh, and yeah. reload, and I was like, okay, I'm kind of I'm done. I'm taking yeah. a I'm taking a Metallica. Break. Then they came back. The Death Magnetic. I was like, oh my god, they're back. Oh, they're back. <laughs> she like dusted the old shirt out of the <laughs> exactly. closet. I'm like, oh my god, this is Metallica. <laughs> Metallica rules. Um, and they're the closest thing that I I have seen to it's similar to the the Garth Brooks thing from an hour and a half ago, where like, <laughs> damn, just he you know Metallica came out there and played like the biggest band on the planet. They just the I don't know. It's just it, it's just a a, a presence. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't know any other way to describe it. They just you feel like this is the fucking biggest band in the world. Nice. You know. And they just owned it that way, and um, that's that's something that you just when you see it, it's almost I don't know. It just takes you takes you out of that kind of like holy shit. This is kind of a a a, a thing I'm gonna remember for the rest of my life as, as you're watching it. So that's that's my number two. Metallica is a lot of fun. They still put on a great show. So I, I'd love to see them again. I know they've been back I'd on like the road to see quite again a eventually. Bit, so. Like I said, it has to be the right place. I, I, yeah. I don't think I could do a, a Vivint or a Maverick. I think I would at them. this. I, I don't think Metallica would do Maverick. They're almost too big for that because Maverick just doesn't hold enough seats. But I, I'd probably do, do Rice. They could do Rice, man. They, they could, dude. <laughs> I, I, I don't think, wish. I don't think anyone thinks they could. I, I think they could. I mean, I, I, I wish they would have more. Yeah, because like the only time they'll put people out at rice is like youtube, YouTube. and shit yeah. whatever and I'm i like, went to that fucking show uh yeah. did you really it was for rage against the machine we had oh, free okay. tickets and rage was open rage against the machine and you too not a yeah. combination you would think no. and we're like hey you know what let's go see rage they're you know and we I mean, we, we left you, early when are you ever we, gonna see rage at rice Eccles? exactly like yeah yeah or ever at this point but you know dude metallica <laughs> could do could do rice oh definitely they're, I don't know if they yeah. sell it out, but I bet they. Oh, I, I, I bet they could. I don't know. It would be like record, like time, but they, right. they'd sell that shit out. Especially if they did like a year in advance, <laughs> like a year in advance. <laughs> so put tickets on sale. Just fucking do it. Yeah. Oh, 
That'd be awesome. Anyways, that's my number two. Kylie, the time has come. Yes, it has. What's the greatest concert that you have ever seen? November 26, 2010. Las Vegas. In Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Uh, Roger Waters doing The Wall. Um, This... if anyone knows me, it's. I've heard you talk about this show numerous times. I had a feeling it would be on your list, and I kept waiting for it to come. And I was like, oh, this, this is, is like one. technically the the double up because I mean Pink Floyd. But when I saw Pink Floyd, I mean Roger Waters was not part of Pink right. Floyd at that point. Um, this is my all time favorite album. Um, we the saw Wall is your favorite album. The of Wall, all, okay. oh, of all time, yeah. It's your favorite that, album of all time. Oh yeah. Um. I don't know if I have a favorite album of all time. To be that, that's going to be one of our responsible men things. Is going to be best albums from beginning to end that you. Right. Would I just don't know if I've ever really like. What's my favorite? I don't know if I have a favorite album. See, of that's time. that's. See, yeah. You need time to come up with these lists. Damn it. Yeah. Um. So I mean, if I force myself to sit and work out, work it out, I probably could get one. Yeah. But I just I don't I don't have one off the top of my head. Um. So they he he had done like back in back when the Berlin Wall had come down he had done the wall live back in the eighties when this had come out they had done like twelve or fifteen shows all together of the wall because it was such a big production to put mm-hmm. on it they actually lost money putting this show on because it cost so much um, so they I mean they didn't tour I mean it was like California and New York and they they did very mm-hmm. little shows of this back in the original days. Um, so he, he actually put together a show back when the Berlin wall, I think it was 90, maybe when the Berlin wall came down, he did a big show and it was like, but he had like the Scorpions and Sinead O'Connor. He, it was like a big production Mm -hmm. that they did and it was fine. I I was excited because it was like, Oh my God, he's, he's doing the wall. Um, he's doing the wall. And then they, they, you know, nothing ever happened. And then like an anniversary was coming up and he's like, you know what? I'm going to. I'm going to go, I'm going to go do this. And they had, they have cover bands, Pink Floyd cover bands. There's one that we had seen a few times, the Australian. I've heard, like, say the, uh, I've heard the Australian one's very the good. The Australian actually. Pink Floyd show we'd seen a few times. I'm like, they, that's that's a Pink Floyd show. I've, I've seen Pink Floyd. And I'm like, that's as close as you're going to get to seeing that. So when the anniversary of the wall was coming up, Australian Floyd was coming around and they were going to do the wall, you know, front to end. I'm like. You know what? This is the probably the only time I'm ever gonna be able to see this live. Let's go see this, and it was at at the, the Delta Center, and we went down and saw it, and it was awesome. And uh, I I will I will sit through my DVR and go through like the talk shows and see mm-hmm. if there's anyone that's gonna be a guest that I'm interested in. Like, oh, this person's gonna be on. I, I kind of want to see what they want to say, so I'll I'll uh, right. set the timer on my DVR and watch the talk show. And it was, I think it was Jimmy Fallon. I'm just kind of flipping through. And I thought it was, because sometimes there's typos right. on these things. And it said Roger Waters was going to be a guest. I'm like, what the, no. Why, why is Roger Waters going to be on Jimmy the Fallon? Show, like, yeah. what? No, that's not right. Actually, that wouldn't have been the Tonight Show. Then that would have been whatever the one 20, he has before. Yeah, before yeah. it would have been like the late night with Jimmy Fallon, whatever Fallon, the fuck yeah. it was called. Yeah. And uh, so I'm like, I set the timer, like, okay, it's probably not Roger Waters, it's Roger something, then they they did something wrong. And I get home from work the next day, and I'm watching the thing, and sure enough, it is Roger Waters from Pink Floyd, 
and I'm watching the interview. And was he, he like a musical guest or just an interview? No, he was, they're just interviewing him. Okay. And he comes out, and I'm like, wow, this is weird. And they're they're discussing this, and he's talking about how he's it's the anniversary of the wall coming up, and I'm he's going on tour for the wall. And I'm like, what the fuck? I immediately, I'm like on Google. I'm like, what the, is this happening? Where is this happening? Closest one's in Vegas. I, I'm calling Aaron up at work. I'm like, oh, my God. Roger Waters going on tour with the wall. He's coming to Vegas. We need to go. We need to go to this. This this I don't it's care. It's a non-negotiable. Yeah, this yeah. this is happening. We need to go do this. Um, so we got tickets. We went down there. It was thanks. It was Thanksgiving weekend, and I remember pissing my parents off because it's like we go to if we went to the show, we'd have to we'd have to literally get in our car and drive back to be back for Thanksgiving the next day. Oh. Okay. And we're, we're not doing that. We're going to stay and we're going to relax. So that was like a slap in the face of my family. Oh, you, you don't care for us. I'm like, whatever. You, you've seen you me for years. One, yeah. yeah. One Thanksgiving. But we're down there. God forbid. And we, we decide we're just, we're going to make it, a, you know, like, I think it was like three or four days. Let's go down and just enjoy it. And like, mm-hmm. that's going to be the, the thing. And I get the flu. Oh, and the, the, the peak of my flu is the night of the concert. Like I am, it has kicked Feel my like ass and it's at the MGM. And I wanted to go early. Cause I'm like, I don't, I've never, I've all the times I've been to Vegas. I'm like, I don't know where these arenas are. It's in the casino somewhere. I've never seen this. So I, I want to go early. Let's figure out where we're going. Let's, let's kind of get a Pretty plan of place, attack. Right? Oh, it's huge. The MGM's the, I think the biggest casino on the, on the thing, and then they've got the arena attached to it. Um, so we get oh, there. Now they've got the fucking stadium too. Yeah. They built for the for the Raiders, obviously. Metallica's been there now. I nice. Think. But. Um, so we get down there to figure out where it's at. Mm-hmm. We we see where the the entrance is. We're like, okay, this is where we need to come from the concert. Let's walk. We we walk a little bit into the casino, find a bar. Let's have some drinks and some food before the show get primed up. Yeah. And I'm, I am like literally like my head is on the table. I'm like just white. I'm yeah. like, this is the peak of the flu. I'm like, I feel like shit. And Aaron is just like, Oh my God, I'm so, I've, she just felt so sorry. Well, yeah, for she's me. like, she knew how much you wanted to oh, see yeah. this show. Yeah. And I'm, and she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, don't worry. When the show starts, it's, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be good. Don't it, I'll be fine. And we get there and like that. There's, the getting merchandise was ridiculous. I thought like fights were going to, going to ensue and stuff. Oh, and there, nice. there was these things like the show is going to start promptly at this time. And everyone was stressed about getting their merchandise and getting in the show. I wish everything and, would do that. Yeah. Cause a lot of times they just, they wait for people to come in. Exactly. Whatever. And I'm like, fuck no. And this is, he, this is, it's a very time thing. Like uh, if you've ever seen any part of this show, it's, it's, this huge elaborate thing. So we get there, we get in our seats and the show starts. And of course, like I, I remember the beginning, um, like b- before the show, I remember how shitty I felt with the flu. Mm. The rest of that show. I don't remember being sick at all because I was like, Just this so was distracted, so yeah. amazing. Um, and and after the show, we got back on the little tram and got back to our hotel. And we're I remember we're laying we're laying in bed. We're in this. The, there's a big mirror on the ceiling, creepy hotel room. <laughs> and we're, I just remember laying in bed, 
and just kind of staring up and, and looking at us laying on the bed and Aaron going, so, you know, was it what you were hoping for? And I just remember going, that was beyond, that show was beyond anything I had ever imagined. Mm. It was like, like I felt sorry for people in the front row for that because you needed to see, be able to see everything, everything. It was, it's an, it's an amazing show. And then he went off and he did, so he did North America, went off and did Europe and the rest of the world probably. And then he decided he was going to come back and do another North America leg. And I'm like, well, are you kidding if he's coming back to vegas we're gonna go yeah he didn't come to vegas but he came to the pepsi arena in, in denver, denver. Okay. and uh sort of like well let's i mean that's the next closest place let's go let's go let's go do it and we so we saw it again and he changed the show up a little bit he added a, a new song to the end of another brick in the wall um and it was cool it was it was nice to see that things were different than what i had seen before but yeah it's kind of cool if it's not exactly the same yeah but but the original seeing it in vegas that was the original album from the beginning to the end and it was amazing and there's uh, i don't think anything could ever top that that was a spectacle to be to be sure right on what a number one I like that 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 deserves to be number one. It's got a good story that goes along with it and everything else. Um, my number one is of all the bands and stuff on this list. I like this band a lot. There's bands I like more than this or whatever, but just for the pure production and everything that went into this show, my number one I saw Slipknot in 2015 when they were on Corey tour Taylor, for yeah. the Gray Chapter. And and uh, Slipknot's another band that uh, I think when they hit, they hit hard. That when they're good, they're really good. And then you know, but I I can't look at their discography and love everything. everything. Yeah. Um, you know, just some bands. So like I was that. actually going to ask you when you brought up Stone Sour. I'm like, so yeah. are you a Slipknot guy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I, I like I like Slip. I I would say I'm a fan, but you know, obviously I have my favorite albums and you know whatever. Mm. Um, saw I've seen them twice, but the, the the one I'm talking about was the first time I saw them on tour for the Gray Chapter. So by by this point, they have a different drummer, they have a different bassist. So it's not the original. I never got to see the original nine Slipknot members together. But the pure th- this was a massive show. I mean, this was like a a show. Where was this at? This is at Usana. Okay, both times I've seen them were at Usana. And I mean, and the second one was like a year after the first one. I mean, I saw them <laughs> twice, basically within, yeah, basically almost on the same tour. It was like they came around, but nice. they they were different, way different set lists, which was awesome. But the first time, I mean, it's just such a massive production. Their stage and the ramps they have and everything and the big stuff that lifts up and spins around and like, I mean, it was just a massive production of a show, and like you just couldn't help but just kind of be impressed by like holy shit like this is like this is a heavy metal show on like the biggest of stages like who would ever thought a band like that would get that much attention put into their show Mm. you know what i mean because they, they never should have gotten any bigger than like the local bars you know, and the fact that, like they're here, they had like these giant stages and they the pyro and the, the whole things, and um, it was uh, Corey Taylor's incredible. He sounds fantastic. I have some videos still from that show 
that I'll watch from time to time. You can hear him really, really clearly, even just on my phone and stuff. And it was like, God damn, he sounded so good. And, uh, I mean, he's one of the best front men I think I've ever seen. Just because as far as, like, his energy, the way he gets the crowd going and everything, he just, he controls the whole thing. He's, like, the pilot of the ship the whole throughout the whole show, controlling every beat and every time when you're supposed to be feeling this you're supposed to be feeling this and like keep keeping everything again everyone's kind of eating out of the palm of his hand through the whole through the whole show and like i don't know if i've seen too many people command a crowd the way that he does and they're just awesome to have like a nine-piece band that can play together that tightly the way that they do it's it was a lot of fun slipknot is another one that uh even if you don't, you know, I know some of like the diehards are like oh, Slipknot was great. Their first, you know, two albums or or whatever. Even if you're not haven't been into what they've done last couple, they are still worth your your money and your time to go see live because honestly, majority of what they play is the old stuff live. Yeah. And just to see them, it's it's a ton of fun. Like I can't I can't recommend seeing Slipknot enough. Okay. They're they're one of those bands that when they come through, I'm always like, is this the time I should go see them? Yeah, they're, the they're a lot of fun, and it, seeing Slipknot was is was almost like therapy to me because like just going, I'm like screaming my head off and like jumping around and like when you leave, you're like, man, I probably just like got some aggression out, you know? Like like that was just almost like, ah, oh, there nice. you go, it's gone now. Nice, yeah, just just an incredible show. And uh, the, I mean, the first time that we saw them, they were with both for my Valentine and Lamb of God. It was just, it was just a hell of a, a ticket that was like, man, all these bands at USANA, of all things. Like, getting to see Lamb of God at USANA was pretty fucking sweet. And then to, ha- to cap it off with Slipknot. Slipknot, nice. All the pyro, all the, the screens and the lasers and all the, you know, DJ stuff they do. It was it was fucking sweet. They're they again if, if they're coming through, they're worth your time, worth your money. Can't recommend them enough. <sighs> what a list, Kylie. Yeah, very good. Is there anyone else that almost made your list? I, that... I did have some runner-ups. Okay. Get the the eyeballs on. So uh, the day it was either the day before or the day after. I couldn't tell you of Radiohead at mm-hmm. USANA. I got to see Tom Jones. Okay. Um. I don't know if anyone knows of Tom Jones or, you know, you're, it's, it's probably before your time. I, um, the, the new girl we had just hired, I had just posted on Facebook that I got that autographed uh, Edgar's fiance got mm-hmm. me the autographed Tom Jones CD. Uh, cause you could only get it. They would only ship to Europe. And I was like, damn it. I'm like, uh, so I'm like, Carol, if you buy mm-hmm. this for me, I'll send you money. I'll send you money for postage, you know? Um, so, the, the new girl at work was like, that's, that's really cool. I don't know who that guy is. And I'm like, I'm trying to like, okay, who like Tom Jones has been around for forever. Like, I'm like, have you seen Mars attacks? <laughs> like, yeah, I have. I'm like, okay. So when they're in Vegas and Mars is attacking Vegas, like the, the guy with the showgirls and I'm like, that's Tom Jones. Mm-hmm. And like at the, he's, he caps off the show at the very end. Like when all the, Mar- all the Martians are dead and he's out in like the Vegas desert and the Eagle lands on his thing. And it's like, it's not unusual. It's coming up and he just starts snapping his fingers. I'm like, that's yeah. Tom Jones. Like it's fucking Tom Jones. Um, Tom Jones is awesome. Uh, Lindsay Buckingham at the depot was pretty sweet as well. Okay. Uh, that being said, I got to see Fleetwood Mac. Um, 
that one's kind of fun because Stevie Nicks used to live in Utah. So she talked a lot while she was here and she had stories to tell. And mm-hmm. at one point, like she left the stage and they, and it was just the guys left to do like the old Fleetwood Mac stuff. Right. And it was awesome. And when she came back on stage, I was like, no, you can, you go away. Yeah. I want to, I want to hear this. <laughs> I want to yeah. hear this stuff. You stay. <laughs> um, I talked about Muse at, at club, at the, in the venue, which was great. Uh, got to see the who, um, which was right. amazing as well. And again, a, a great USANA concert, which like no one was there. It, I don't know why no one was there, but it was Jeff Beck, Paul Rogers, and Ann Wilson from oh, Heart. Oh, shit. Right. And it was a great show, and like, there lineup, was yeah. fucking no one there, and it was so good. Uh, uh, Motley Crue, I mentioned earlier. I've seen them twice. They're At a the, lot of fun. They, I, just... I, I imagine. Like, Motley Crue and Al, uh, Alice Cooper are two that I've I've regretted I've never seen. Alice Cooper's another one I've seen with Motley Crue, actually. Well, um, there. I, if I would have had um, a ticket for that, I yeah. would have uh, had um, that off my list. Alice Cooper was fun. Was, was also fun. I like Alice Cooper. I've always liked Alice Cooper. Oh, yeah. Um, Def Leppard's another band that's like, <laughs> I'm not... Uh, I've seen them quite a few times. They, they, they're pretty fun. They still sound really good. Um, not, not a big band for me necessarily, but, uh, my dad is very, was, you know, he, he yeah. lives for the eighties yeah. hair stuff I, 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 and that's very much his. And so I end up going to a lot of those style <laughs> shows with him. Um, the, the, the thing that got me with, when we went and saw Def Leppard was with, they were with Tesla and Ario. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, I was and, there. And I was there. Ario and was And I love fan- Tesla. Ario Tesla's was great. fantastic. For how old those guys are, dude, dude, they were so good. And yeah, Tesla's Tesla's always been underrated. I've seen Tesla's one of those. If I had to pick a band that I've probably seen the most, it would it's probably Tesla. Tesla's I've seen really Tesla good. so many times. They're really good. And say Aria was that I couldn't believe how good they sounded. Yeah, I mean they they were they still got every bit of it. Another one, uh, not a specific show because I've seen him three or four times. Rob Zombie is a is, oh, yeah. is incredible yes. live. Yep. I was really close to putting him on this list, and I just <clears throat> I I couldn't pick someone to bump off of the list to put him on. But as far as a spectacle goes, and just cinematically, visually. Rob Zombie is is very fun. I I live. wanted to put him on my list because the show we saw out at Saltaire for I think Educated Horses was the tour. Um, they filmed the uh, video for American Witch right. at that show, um, and it was really weird because he the before they played it at the show, he's like, "We're gonna play this again at the end right. because we're gonna record this for a video." So when we, but when we do that, we want you to be even more excited than you are this time. Right. And so, like they Why did. Why would the, you do it at the end, though? Why wouldn't you do it the I, early I, on when everyone's know. still? But but when we when we saw that show, they did it. They did the encore, and then they came out. He came back out, and he's like, "Okay, we're gonna do American Witch now. We're gonna record it. We want you guys to just be fucking nuts and do yeah. it." And they came out and did it. And they, that's when you they had all the cameras that were swooping through the audience right. and everything. And I'm like. Cool. I was there for that. Again. So, yeah, when I see the American Witch video, I'm like, hey, I was there for that. Right on. That's, that's, that's pretty, pretty sweet. sweet. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, I know uh, he's another one similar to uh, Eric Clapton, who's uh, 
name has not been in the news for the best of reasons, but uh, Marilyn Manson is a mm-hmm. lot of fun live. I've seen him three or four times. He's Again, one I've always similar to, to Rob Zombie, very cinematic. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's a show for sure. Um, so I know some people have real bad experiences with him live, where it's like he's just really out of it. I've seen all, some all YouTube the, videos. All the times <laughs> I've seen him, he sounded incredible. So I guess you know, I guess he's just you, luck of the draw on that. Um, but a lot of fun. Uh, we also went co- kind of going back to like the, uh, for lack of a better term, the butt rock scene. I, <laughs> I, I always like to tell my dad rock more, but oh, you know, okay, but, okay, but, yeah. uh, but people, I always wonder where butt rock came people from. Always call, people are going to call whatever they call it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mary and I went to a show years ago that was, uh, breaking Benjamin and shine down. Would you call that butt and rock? Shine down. Definitely. Okay. Um, I, I mean, uh, radio rock bands. Okay. Right. And, and they were both shine downs an, an incredible band live. They really are. They put on a hell of a show. Um, breaking Benjamin is another band that, uh, I just kind of grew up listening to and I really have kind of a nostalgic soft spot for, um, one of the ones I never got to see that I that I wish I would have was Linkin Park because there was another band that was just such a big part of my kind of I was never coming. I, I, I just think you just had to be that age at that time, like when Linkin Park was kind of first. Oh, and I, out, I was like, there. I was there. And yeah, like but you would have been. You would have been. Everyone your, around me was like loved them, and I didn't. I never got yeah, it. Yeah, but you would have been like your care. late twenties with it. Like if you would have been but, like, if you would have been like ten, eleven, like me, like. <laughs> You know, what I mean? like 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 preteen when Lincoln Park came out, it was a different scene. Okay, man. it's just okay. I, I think it's you had to be within a certain age at the time when they came out. Okay, fair enough. But I never saw them, unfortunately. Another show I'd always I've, I'd like to see because I've heard nothing but good things is the the Queen show with Adam Lambert. I've, I've I, that's another one. That, like if they come around again, I think I'll buy tickets to that. show. I would like to have seen uh, Queen with Paul Rogers when they were a thing. Oh that yeah. would have been amazing. Oh yeah, Paul Rogers. I mean, bad yeah. companies. Fantastic. No, no, that was when. So when we saw that Jeff Beck, uh, Paul Rogers, Ann Wilson thing, like I oh, took man. my sister. She knew Ann Wilson. What a she's show. like, I don't know. I don't know Paul Rod. I'm like, oh, you know trust Paul me, Rogers. you'll know. And when when he was done with his set, she's like, I knew every song he played. I'm like, I knew you yeah, would. Paul Rogers is <laughs> fucking fantastic. Oh yeah, I've never seen Foo Fighters. That's another show. Uh, they they're coming to Usana, and it was one that I <sighs> forgot. I was I had some appointment the day tickets went on sale. And when I got back, tickets went on sale at ten. I got back home around noon, one o'clock, mm. and when I went to get tickets, I was like, "They're oh, probably long I don't want to sit on the lawn for that." So, uh, I'd sit on the lawn for Foo Fighters. Yeah, I might maybe. get tickets for that. Yeah. Uh, they're they're another band I've never seen. The, and I've lately I've really been getting into them. I mm. I've, I've always been a casual. Fan, I've always but, liked them as well. Yeah. But lately, I've just been like a. I've okay. been really getting into um, them. I maybe we should. Uh, I get mentioned some lawn tickets. Yeah, go I mentioned Stone Sour earlier. They're, they're very fun. Especially, you get Corey Taylor, obviously. Very different Corey Taylor than what you get in Slipknot. Oh, yeah. No, um, that's 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 what I like about Corey Taylor is he's versatile. Very, very versatile, yeah. yeah. Um, seen them. Uh, and it was, it was cool because when I saw Stone Sour, it wasn't too long after Paul Gray from Slipknot had died. And so he did kind of a big tribute acoustic thing thing to to him which was really really cool you can kind of hear him kind of tearing up choking mm-hmm. up singing and stuff was it was just kind of this powerful moment where these you saw and i like oh shit man Holy god damn I don't know. um yeah 
Lots, lots of great shows I've seen. There's probably a bunch more. I'm sure oh, there's yeah. some. Yeah. I'll think of one tomorrow morning. Like, God damn it, why didn't I, I mention know. this fucking show? But I, I, um, Aaron got me tickets to go see Lana Del Rey at Red Rocks mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, I'm a huge Lana Del Rey fan. I, as you get older, um, it's really hard to find new music that you like. And I remember the first time I heard her. I it was, feel like I'm feeling that already now. Yeah. I can't imagine. Like, I, oh, I'm right. sure. Like, <laughs> I can't I'm imagine sure, what you're going. <laughs> well, yeah, like, I, like I'm sure. Like it gets worse. Oh from yeah, here. no, it does. It very, it because, very like, much does. Majority of like songs in like my Spotify playlist are like ten years old. Yeah. At least ten to fifteen years. At, like starting. Like it's very hard for me to find new things oh, to yeah. add. So when I hear new, when I find new things, it's if I have recorded a late night show or like SNL or something Mm -hmm. like I will give the musical band, I'll give them a chance. Like, okay, let's listen to see who, who this person is. I'm I'm the same way. And that's how I discovered Lana Del Rey. And I was like, this is, I you, I can't define her like people. She's funny because Lana Del Rey and like, no, no offense to her, but like she has kind of like one of the most like infamously bad SNL SNL performances of all time. And you know, don't know if it was nerves, don't know whatever, but like it's just funny that you say that because it's like, oh man, like I found her from there. It's like, oh well, I hope it wasn't that day. <laughs> <laughs> Poor um, girl, I feel bad. I feel bad for her. But, I mean, but, l- luckily that didn't derail her career in any way. Oh, exactly. I don't yeah, think. Exactly. I mean, I'm sure she probably took a bunch of shit for it, but yeah. good for her to be able to kind of overcome. But she that. was one of those that I'd I'd found, and and one of the guys I'd worked with um, had like played an album. Like this is nothing i've i couldn't categorize this like people will put her in pop and i'm like i wouldn't consider this pop at all she's somewhere between she's like indie pop and i, I like i like orchestral stuff which she yeah. has a lot of and i like moody stuff and her stuff's really dark and moody and orchestral and i'm like this is right up my alley right. so i it's really hard to find new stuff like that aaron got me tickets first show in red rocks which was really fun but it was one of those things where you're like this is just a lot of 12 year old kids i've ne- I've never seen taylor swift and that's that's very high on my i'm surprised you haven't seen her. i i know i've had chances to really? i need to just take the plunge and go because I, yeah. I i do adore her she should do she should do a show at evermore there we go but that, that'd be awesome <laughs> yeah i i was telling mary just the other day i kind of hope that uh because she she's one of these and it's kind of pros and cons some people love this approach some people don't Taylor Swift is one of those, like, she puts out an album, okay, right? And, like, when she goes on tour for that album, you're basically going to hear that album with maybe one or two of, Other, of, yeah. of a past hits in there. Some people love that. Some people don't. Okay. Like, that's, that's just, that's who. With, be, with someone like her, I can see that being a good thing. Like, when you her get. Her albums are kind of characterized as eras, right? Mm. Like, this is her era. So, like, yeah. she very much leans into, like, this is the this tour, yeah. right? Yeah. But I, I I told Mary I was like that she kind of has a, a really awesome opportunity now with COVID and everything when she finally does come back on a massive tour since she's been re-recording her whole albums and the whole thing has she been like just do she, she's doing like Red Taylor's version Fearless Taylor's version right she could do like a Taylor's version tour and have it basically just be like a greatest hits mm-hmm. tour which is something she's never really done because like you know if if there's a song you loved on the last album. You know, you're probably not gonna hear it. It, it, You know, if you didn't see her on that tour, she's not gonna play it. She's gonna play basically the whole new album with maybe like one or two songs from the previous ones. Lana's kind of the same way. There's certain songs that like you're you're never gonna hear that. Um, Versus where like a band like Nickelback, for example, is like 
their theirs is always like the hits and like when say they put out an album to go on tour they'll maybe take like hey, two or three songs one. of the new album yeah. and kind of throw that in with their other songs that everybody already kind of knows it's so not they, like uh, they, they take the opposite like approach. deep purple or like here's a good, here's a good one uh, a good example is kiss um there was a because they were just doing their big uh, final tour their farewell tour um and they came out and said we're we'll you know, people are asking us if we'll ever record a new album. It's like, well, no, because people don't want to hear right. a new album from Kiss. Yeah, the, these really old don't. bands. It's no. like, no, you're not going to hear their new shit. That's the bands you're, that have that are that are smart are the bands like Def Leppard and Journey and, and Kiss that they they know they've got the gig now. They yeah. can just tour they without do, without yep. promoting an album. They know what they people just, want to hear. They're gonna yeah, go they give want the them what they want. Yep. So we'll we'll end it with this, and 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 I'll take the Beatles off the table because I know both of us are big Beatles fans here. So, if you could see any, what's the one show? If you could see any show, a band that's not together or alive or whatever, what's the one show you're picking? If you could go to one, artist, band, whoever. Beatles are off the table. You're asking me. Yeah, I'm asking so, you. So okay, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna. <sighs> I love the Doors. Yeah, okay. I'd, lo- I'd love to see the doors, the original oh, doors, the, the, okay. yeah, with Jim Morrison. I'd love, and I'd love to see a a sober show, <laughs> you know, not one where you know it'd be fun to see both. To be honest <laughs> right, with you, right. but I'd like to see just a good door show. Okay. I, I I got to see Robbie Krieger, who was the guitarist for the Doors, uh, at the Tower Theater mm-hmm. the night the Seinfeld finale aired. Oh, uh, so I I remember that because I remember him thanking the audience for being there and not staying at big home of a watching. Show. Imagine any artist <laughs> thanking people like that's how big of a yeah, show. Exactly. There, there aren't shows like that anymore. They're yeah. like that big where like people would stay home to watch <laughs> oh, yeah. a finale now. Um, uh, the doors there there is one more show that I had the opportunity to go to again. Mm. It was my buddy who had the friend that worked at the radio station. Hey. We're gonna go see Deep Purple with Dio tonight. Do you want to go see that? And I'm like, Oh no, no, I don't care, because I didn't, I wasn't a fan at that point. After the fact, years later, after the fact, I'm like, Son of a bitch! I wish I would have went to see that show. (laughs) I I I take the Beatles off the table because that would be an easy answer for me. If it's the Beatles, then obviously, um, with the Beatles off the table, um, I'm 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 a pretty big Nirvana fan. I think I would take Nirvana okay. if, if if I could got if I had one show to see with you know original members and everything else. I mean, Dave Grohl was an original member of Nirvana, but you know by the time they had hit it big, Dave Grohl was in Nirvana. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think I think I'd take them, but again, that's another one that I could probably have several. If, if if I could see Journey with Steve Perry, like Prime Journey oh, oh, yeah. with Steve Perry, that's another one that's like, yeah. You know, I got a couple live albums that <sighs> with with back in that era, and it's like, my, this this is amazing. I'm I'm not a big ACDC fan by any means. If I could see ACDC with Bon Scott, I I I'd, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd go to that show too. Yeah. <laughs> so there's 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 a few where you're just Definitely. like, you know, yeah. I I'd, I'd probably have to. You know. Right so, um, any listeners out there want to weigh in on this? Just uh, let us know. This is a responsible men's show. It's where Kylie and I somehow get rid of podcasters but go over the length of a normal episode. <laughs> um, we'll probably do another one of these. Who knows when? Um, we, have, we have ideas. We just need to. If you figure want things us out. to do the more often, let us know and demand them. If we feel like there's really a, a need for them, then I think we would probably get off our asses and do the more. 
Does Irene count? Because I know she'll yeah. be like, I want to hear more. Irene, let us know more. <laughs> um, because it does give us a good opportunity to talk about some other topics che- that we Chewy, don't get to. Chewy, if you're listening to this one, let us know. You, right. I, I know you listen. You just need to, to, to respond some more. So until next time, I'm Responsible Tyler. Uh, I'm Responsible Kylie. And we'll see you around.